This is Corn Stars, part of the Herpetoculture Network, with your hosts Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics and Chris Painshap of Badlands Herpetoculture. Enjoy. My fucking Chris bomb just, ass Chris just sends a picture. What's how else would you do it? I don't know, like text, like a normal person, like paste it in an email. The fuck's an email? Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I I I, I did put like, an email. I should have. I do sorry. like 200 emails. It's okay. It's not that big of a deal to me. You're the worst, Justin. First of all, why do you have it's... Bezos at the bottom of it? I that's wondered Bezos. that too. That's Spanish Bezos? for kisses. That's Bezos. Oh, oh I was like, what does Jeff like Bezos have Jeffrey to do with this? Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Bezos, like kisses. Like that, like, he like knows that's not how his last name is spelled, right? It's <laughs> good good night kisses. <laughs> I mean, like, I know that, but like this you know that Papa good. Olote means uh corn daddy. That makes I do sense. Now. Elote that would is be corn. like that's interesting. Okay. Right. I just started learning Spanish. My husband and I are both doing Duolingo, so it's that's those awesome. are not words that I've gotten to yet. Ah, it's fun. Spanish is a fun one. Latin was more fun. I taught myself Latin. Don't hurt me in Spanish. You taught yourself Latin? That's terrifying. It was super fun. Is it really? I got got an A in like every, like everybody around me in this Latin class is struggling. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm taking the honors course. Like, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) What a freak. (laughs) I was able to graduate college on time. That's what mattered. Yeah. There you go. I dropped out, so I can't say anything. Dude, it's no nothing to be ashamed of. College is dumb. I loved it because I enjoyed it, but I don't recommend it for anybody who like genuinely thinks that it's gonna pay you back because it's not. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's tough. Well, the problem was is I, I wanted to do all the stuff I was actually interested in and yeah. the classes that I did not care about. So chemistry yep. was a bust. And uh, oh yeah, I could not do chemistry. Some of the other stuff, and I just I was like, I yeah. Actually, Told my parents, I was like, I'm gonna stop wasting your money now. I'm just yeah, I, I went in for pre vet, but did not nice. end up in pre vet. Yeah, I went for pre vet. Yeah, and then I ended. I up decided I didn't like cutting animals open. It really wasn't my favorite thing. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah I, I became an engineer because it turns out memorizing words is really hard, and I'm really good memorizing. at math. So, engineering. I became a philosopher. I'm horrible at math. Really? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> the way that that played out, he's like, "I'm horrible at math," and you're like, "That's awesome." And oh, that's just how I was I talking about the philosophy philosopher. Yeah. My yeah, friend... I can get into some mean arguments, man. Like, yep. I'll back you into a corner. Good fucking luck. My my buddy is has a dual degree in history and sociology, or mm-hmm. something like that. And and anyways, he he did all this awesome stuff, and now he's a uh, he he took a what is it a, a a tech course at a local college for a year and now he makes 200 grand a year as a refinery operator doing absolutely yeah. nothing with his fucking degree yep i i'm a secretary and i breed snakes it's tough yeah uh, it, it's fine but i can read plato and laugh at it so that's that's fun yeah that's that, that's pretty actually <laughs> amazing 
I'm all, I, I do engineering and now I have heart problems at 37. Ugh. So, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. I work Pick at an engineering poison. firm. Like I am the secretary. So I kind of at least get the gist of the stress. It's a lot of stress. It is. Uh, but you know what's stress lacking? Not snakes. So Fuck, I don't know where you're going snakes. with this conversation. Corn Stars say. episode number nine. Corn Stars episode 473, guys. Super excited. We really I made it the distance. I put that on my page. I didn't know you were joking. I was like, man, they've gotten a lot of like episodes out. That's good for them. I mean, it's we episode. have like over 300 on the actual like network itself. But as far as Corn okay. Stars go, it's just nine. Close enough. Whatever. Uh, it's sure, a number. But yeah, but this episode is brought to you by blackboxcages.com. You need a cage, you need a rack. You need to find out where they're at because they have some awesome stuff. Their racks are phenomenal. I am finally got rid of that god-awful non-black box rack that I kept having stuff get out of. As of Sunday, I emptied it. But I don't know if I, I, think I, I, don't know if I said this Monday night on Snakes and Stogies or not. But as I was cleaning that rack out, because I was like, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I went to go. There was one, one drawer that had one of the Tessera babies in it. And it was missing. And I was like, of course, the day that I'm getting rid of this wreck and I'm I'm ridding my life of it and fixing everything that's wrong with the universe right now, which is this rack, one more snake would be like, Yeah, but you gotta you gotta beat the final boss first and you gotta find this little six inch worm, which the door sweep does not stop those from getting out because they're so small. And it was kind of like a, a April Fool's thing, because then like the following <laughs> that, that night I did find it, but it was like Thank you for the one last, like, of course, you know. Last little hoorah. Yep. So Nail in the coffin for that rack, for sure. I talked to Jen. I was like, I need a rack ASAP. I don't care what color it is. I don't care what tubs you have for it. I just, I need this thing gone, and I need to figure out how to how to get up there and get something. So I have At needs. some point, yeah. So everything right now that was in that rack is in its own tub. It's a little snugger for some than others, because there was that, like, uh... That that little ultra male striped demon that you sent me, Chris. Yeah, she's she's in her own little tub now, and it's a little it's like a it's a smaller tub, but for now it'll do. But yeah, so I haven't had any issues with the black box rack that I have. Like no escapees from there. Kept a bunch of different size stuff in it, no problem. So if you're looking for a rack that is very escape resistant. I won't necessarily say escape proof because there's always going to be outliers and things that happen, but life is much easier with black box racks. Uh, and then the fine folks at Silent Hill Reptiles, JT and Mindy, got to give a shout out to them who are also Cornerstars sponsors. They're doing some awesome stuff. Uh, definitely check them out. Facebook and Instagram, SilentHillReptiles.com. Stay in the loop with what they're doing. Uh, and then as you can tell, this episode, we are joined once again by Sarah Moore of Sarah Snake Shop. Hello. Are we still, I, I feel like I asked you this the first time, but is it, are we saying Sarah Moore or Sarah Moore, is it Straley? Is that the new last Oh yeah, name? Uh, either Maybe one, like legally thing? it's still just Sarah Moore. We're not going to change it. We just, we just do the more Straley thing because it's cute, to be honest. Awesome. Yeah, we're excited to have you on again tonight. And hope to have you on many more times uh, because that'll be awesome. Yeah, this is your, great. Your 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 words have been heard through YouTube, and of course, your what you've done. But uh, getting more of that, we need more. We need long form. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing as much as I can right now, man. I tell uh, you what. 
I don't know how you keep up with all of it. It's a lot. What's the details in the history as far as like morphs and stuff go? Like it's it's wonderful. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, it we said it said it last episode. And we've said it again on other episodes. You weren't on. Uh, you're you're doing the Lord's work when it comes to this stuff because yeah. nobody, literally nobody else, is doing this. So <laughs> thank it's you. Good. It's super exciting. Because it's been a lot of work, and sometimes I'm like, "Am I doing this for no reason? I don't know anymore." But it's it's such it's a fun. weird thing, it. right? Yeah, it's it, it's you know, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a passion project, obviously, because you you're not getting paid for it. No, and no, I mean, technically, my YouTube channel is monetized, but like, I get pennies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I get a hundred dollars every like three to six months, that's it. You know? Yeah, and, like not. But yeah, like I, I mostly just do it because I love it. And most of the money that I get goes straight back into the channel. Like I have some memberships now and I recently started doing book reviews because there are hundreds of corn snake care guides yeah. out there and like just so many corn snake books. And so I thought, well, I don't know of any, like, I don't know where to find information on whether or not this is a good book to buy. So I'll just make that myself. And so pretty much the first monetization check I got I bought a hundred dollars worth of books and that's what I've that's been awesome. reviewing and giving away on my channel. So that's fun. Have you that's gotten really any, cool. yeah, I, any messages from people that were like, you reviewed my book and you didn't no. give it a good one. Like what the hell? No. Um, I like the few people that I know who's like, I know the person who wrote the book like personally um, one of them just like doesn't speak to me and doesn't have anything to do with me and that's fine. And the other one's retired and, um, a, they just like, aren't really in the community that much anymore. So, um, and of course there's been other books, but I don't, I didn't personally know that person and I haven't heard from anybody else at all. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And I guess like if anybody does come out of the woodwork, we can have a conversation. I can teach them how to write better English. <laughs> English words are hard. Fuck, are. dude, you are not wrong. Words, <laughs> are, are. words are the difficult. <laughs> I am so bad at, at words. Uh, what's, uh, what's what's new between the both of you? Uh, well, survived Daytona. That was rad. We did. We'll we'll do a little recap on what we saw and what we what we what we brought home a little bit later, but uh. I, I beat COVID's ass shortly after Ooh. my uh, one hour of sleep over like 48 hours because my flight got canceled. And then I ended up in North Carolina. Fiasco. Yeah, fuck you, American Airlines. Uh, <laughs> I hear that more often than you would expect. Yeah. Flying uh, suck, period. Doesn't matter who it's with, man. I was in North Carolina, Justin. I didn't even know what you to do You were in Charlotte. Myself. I was in Charlotte. That's yeah. the worst airport, too. Charlotte, <laughs> yeah. Charlotte International or whatever it's called is just it's god-awful. Well, it, it gave me COVID and a very bad plane ride over a tropical depression. Uh, and and then, but I, I got past COVID. Uh, it, it is it did, for everybody out there that hasn't had it. It does suck um, the yeah, whole I haven't time. I have had it, thankfully. It's it, it. dude. The fever for days, and then like going into like you know borderline hallucinogen, hallucinogen words. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, but it, the brain fog was super bad. Uh, but you know, kind of once it left, it, it was good. Um, you know, doctor had a big checkup today because my, my dumb little heart doesn't like me and, uh, everything is good post COVID. So we're, we're moving forward full speed. Do you lose your taste and smell at all? I did not, did not lose my no. taste. Didn't lose my smell. Never coughed. 
uh, never had coughing or really Man, too much congestion. See, that was the complete opposite for me. That's all I had was I couldn't breathe and then I couldn't taste anything for like a month. Yeah, I had like a hundred and three degree fever for two days. It was, it was fucking terrible. But yeah, that was. Anyways, Sarah, what's new with you? Uh, new. I just well in the snake world, not a whole lot. Things kind of stay the same. Um, I'm I'm uh, just doing the YouTube channel, occasionally doing live stuff now, um, mostly like Q and A's and stuff, but. Uh, personal life i just celebrated my one year wedding anniversary so that was nice congratulations um, thank you we made it a year we're hoping that we make it more than one that would also be that would be great um i don't know i don't know what's new i got i guess one thing that's new this is pretty notable is i got a snake from bms a couple months ago nice who is supposed to be genetically speaking like a coral ghost but he has like a yellow ground color hmm. and I have never seen anything like him in my life. Um, and of course VMS, they're not like Sean's not the best communicator. Um, but he did give me as much detail as he had on these snakes and sent me pictures of the parents and the grandparents and information on where the grandparents came from. And uh, pretty much we like, my hypothesis is that the, well, I don't think that tesseras are, are pure, but that's the, so going off of that, I think that's primitive. I'm sorry. But both of his parents were tesseras, and he has a yellow ground color. And it looks very much like that banana. Through. Yeah, that banana yellow coming in, <laughs> uh, potentially. Um, and so, and he's definitely like a coral anery for sure. Like, I can see it in the face that that's what he is. But the ground color is weird. And so I'm very excited about sort of, I'm hoping that he is the start of my own sort of coral project that nice. looks a little bit different than other corals. Like I don't typically care about coral, but he just struck me so, he's so unique that That's even awesome. if it doesn't pass on, he's still a gorgeous snake. He's mean. He's the worst corn snake I've That's ever had in my life. Snake. That's the king snake blood. Yeah, I was about to say, cow kings will do that. No. That's true. And he, he will he will musk everywhere he will like it, he will wait by the edge of the container when i feed him and as soon as i open it up he just darts I've out got, yep i've got two like that can't trust him. i try yeah. to grab him he poops all over me and bites me and he's just the worst but he's real pretty so he's gonna get a lot of ladies he has he has looks but he has no personality <laughs> nice. he's just kind of a chad oh my man <laughs> that's a I, I have a snow one of these days i'll have to actually take pictures over that i produced a couple years ago that i held back because she was like kind of yellow out of the egg which you don't see a lot of yellow and she has the most yellow on a two-year-old snake i've ever seen hmm. it's like the whole side of her body is yellow and she has kind of that green uh tint in the saddle borders that kind of you know green blotch but it's not it's not that it's halo yeah, the halo thing, and it's and it's kind of neat because I don't have anything of that in my collection, and so she she stayed. And then I kept a snow from the next year, and then a snow from the next year because that's what nice. you do when Good. you hatch out something cool. You keep all of them. You keep them all. Um, I'll do a quick Daytona recap. Sure. And maybe talk a little bit about the the corn snake love that was there. Um, First off, massive show, beautiful. Justice talked about it on a, on a couple different shows already. Uh, the thing that absolutely blew my mind 
was the amount of corn snakes there. Uh, just table after table after table, thousands of corn snakes. There's oh. you, you have Howie Sherman, Craig Trumbauer, Tony D, uh, Lee Abbott, tons of other breeders. Uh, I, I, my brain is literally slipping me. There's so many big names. Uh, Palm Beach Colubrids, uh, MBK Reptiles, right? Justin, what, what's the other? Yeah, and, and, and who is Fire the Horse Exotics. Fire Horse. I mean, tons of corn snakes. Uh, I saw albinos. I think it, I may be wrong. And the gentleman introduced himself to me, and he was so sweet. And I still have a little bit of COVID brain, so I'm not remembering names and stuff well. But he had scaleless palmettos, and I could have sworn he had the world's first albino scaleless palmetto, which, though not maybe the cup of tea for everybody, was a really neat thing to see somebody went through the trouble to get all of that together. I saw that one. Yeah, and he's a fan of the show. He listens. Um, please reach out to me. I, I, I COVID really wiped my brain out bad, uh, but I would love to have you on because he had so many amazing scaleless, scaleless combos, palmetto, palmetto combos. Uh, scaleless palmettos, ah, which it's, just, it's depressing. <laughs> that's so, why I wanted. To, that's why I wanted to talk man. to him because the the amount of work you have to put in to have such good looking animals. Nothing had bug eye. Uh, everything looked extremely healthy. Like uh, that aspect is cool. Like the fact that yeah. like someone put work into doing that. But as yeah, far as he, like the he whole put in a lot of work and palmetto and like hat stuff, it was super frustrating that a lot of tables you couldn't see something you really liked that wasn't het for either of those. There, if not, there was a lot of het palmetto, a lot of het scale and stuff. I don't sure. want any of that. <laughs> I, I I don't know. It was it was really neat to see honey, somebody that was almost exclusively <clears throat> dedicated to those combinations and morph combinations of those animals. Um, and, and he also had geckos, which like one step above, right? Like we we took we 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 took one a little bit a little bit more steps closer to the sun, right? It was good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, getting to rub shoulders with some of these older guys, I, I tried to introduce myself to all of them like like I matter. Uh, you know, <laughs> go in with confidence, right? Lots of drinking was happening. There's beer right at the show. Um, yeah, I, I got to see combinations, some of the stuff that Lee Abbott's cooked up. Uh, you know, Justin, the, uh, the Okidi Mandarins. So the yeah. Castagna Albino Okidis that he's line bred and line bred to where they have that kind of thick reverse Okidi look in a mandarin was gorgeous uh well what was the uh the, the what do you call basically the american line of castagna stuff what was the name of that oh yeah uh 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 oh my brain give, give it to me daddy get that word out i think it was Not, some sort of wood. topaz no i mean there's there's flamingo mahogany. but that's mahogany 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 well mahogany's yeah. like a castagna variant but i don't know if i'd say it's like a it's the, the same gene, version. right? I thought it was I the mean, same gene. It's it's like a it's like a a line of the same gene, yeah. So like you know how Sunkist has popped up in multiple different places and Anery yes. has popped up in multiple different places. Like Castagna just sort of popped up in different places and they didn't know if it was the same thing. So we have like copper, mahogany, Java, like all that. Those oh, wow. are all probably the same thing. <clears throat> They're all just Castagna variants that branched off from like different uh wild versions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's okay. That makes more sense. But yeah, these were, he, he called them albino mahogany okadies. And they it were, might have just been the mahogany line. Yeah. Yeah. They were badass. Uh, they were, they were real neat. Uh, but it was cool. A lot of stuff like that. A lot of these really neat kind of special projects. And you could see people, the passion uh, people had. Um, I brought home some Red Zeppelin stuff from Mr. Trumbauer. 
uh, and a few other odds and ends, some some locality uh, getula. Uh, I got I got leopard rat snakes, um, which immediately meant that I had to come home and buy ladder rat snakes, uh, uh -huh. which is the only way it works with uh, with me Don't getting a new species. And I got Dion's from from Mr. Smith here. Um, nice. I can't remember. There were other things in that bag. Oh, I, I got some Jani, uh, a Jani female, because I'm just trying to stack the world with more Pichiophis Jani, because it's the best snake on the planet. Uh, there was more. Oh, uh, a, a real pretty uh, Melanistic Leonis. And, uh, and there, oh, there, yeah. was, there, there was a lot there, I. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I got other stuff, too. I don't remember. I spent a bunch of money. It was great. And then I came home and I bought more um, because I was like, hey, now that I have Zemenis in my collection, I have to have all the Zemenis I could find over, over a three-week period. Um, so I got my ladder rat snakes in the mail today, and they're cute little buggers, and they hiss like Pitchiophis, and they look like Pitchiophis, and they'll fit right close tight with my Pitchiophis. <clears throat> but that's uh, I think it's Daytona in a bag. If you're, if you're a colubrid person, if you're a corn snake person, if you're, you just want to rub shoulders and see these human beings – Daytona is just amazing because it's kind of like a, it's relaxing. It's huge. It's, there was more corns last year. Imagine that. Really? Wow. I uh, think so. Oh, yeah. Weisler's table was just, it was a giant like horseshoe mm -hmm. on the end of one of the aisles. And it was like probably easily 80% of it was corns. Yeah. And he, then he, this he year he only a had a little bit. Corns, yeah. Like, so I was looking for that candy cane. He only had the one. There was the, the things I didn't see. I did not see a single terrazzo, uh, which is something I was keeping my eyes out for. I just don't think I saw one. Uh, could have been that I missed it. You see a ton of reverse okadi stuff. Uh, you see a ton of snow stuff, a ton of coral snow stuff, all, all, the, all the hot stuff, right? The stuff that people buy, stuff people love. Um, I saw only a handful of charcoal animals, uh, no charcoal combinations. Because uh, I, I would have loved to have found another pewter or hypo pewter uh, to, to mix in the group. Um, pearl. Is pearl the combo of pewter and lavender? lavender? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I was I looking so. for... I, I saw almost no lavender animals. Uh, yeah. That was kind of surprising. I thought, I thought I'd see at least some on some people's tables. Very few lavender combinations. Honey, uh, caramel stuff. Uh, tons of that, and, and you know what? It, it was moving. That's the cool thing about it is these animals were moving off the tables. People were buying them, um, so that's always very good to see. Um, yeah. With some of your kind of more uh, off the beaten path stuff, your charcoal stuff, your 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 obviously terrazzo is just kind of like non-existent in the hobby. It feels like, and that's we'll we'll hopefully get to those on on on, a, on an episode. Um, now, no blood red stuff. That's the other thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Blood red Although, is so popular. Somebody mentioned recently, and I don't, I kind of heard it like third person-ish, that there was a sort of somewhat famous like reptile YouTube channel that was talking about how blood reds were poor feeders. And that just caused hmm. the, the like crash, the market to just like tank um, huh. in the blood red area. And that kind of like started early in the season and like everybody that I knew who was trying to sell blood reds couldn't sell them. And so I specifically said in one of my more recent videos where I mentioned blood red, I'm like, that isn't true. It's been bred out of them. I was say, wasn't this like an original blood red thing? Like with like the, yeah. the early, yeah. early iterations of that? Yeah, but like it was bred out of them by like the mid 90s. Yeah, I'm, I'm three seasons into producing blood reds. And all mine eat usually... 
mm-hmm. like days after they shed first first would have had that damn blood red pied pair go yeah those are cool uh, my uh yeah but so so it was kind of interesting to see that uh I, I just as a hobbyist there was a lot of the same which which i don't know if that's a bad thing because you could kind of see the uh different work people have put in maybe some some people had more aztec looking stuff people had heavier saddle stuff people had more saturated base color stuff um not a ton of adult corn snakes, which I'm not completely against. Uh, there usually isn't, though. Like last <laughs> yeah. year, like Weisler had a good bit of adult stuff, but I want to say a lot of it was mostly sort of displayed stuff to show people what sort yeah. of some of the scale of stuff would look like as it got older. And then, I mean, that's one of the reasons I bought the candy cane tester I have is because he had an adult there. And I was like, oh my God, like yeah. two of my favorite things in one, I got to have it. So T- Tony D. And I, I feel like I need to reach out to him to buy these snakes because I should have bought them at the show. He had a pair of Sunkissed, uh, and one of them was buff. Dude. And oh, those, my God. And what was those and, ultras he had? Oh, he had a high white Ultramels. Oh, my so God. So there was like Miami Ultramels. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They were, yeah. And then he had buff Ultramels. Like candy sticks or something. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Candy cane Ultramels, yeah. And, and it's funny, he had buff Ultramels and buff Sunkissed Ultramels, I want to say. Uh, and he said it's kind of funny. You almost lose the buff in the Ultramel, so he mm-hmm. likes it not in Ultramel. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, his snakes are like perfect. and his like that's the so that's what we mentioned. I think uh, when we did the like the recap episode, I don't, you were there. You weren't sick, so you were there, or you weren't I'm, there because you were sick. I'm back. Oh, um, go ahead. But like him and Trumbauer and. Like I noticed a lot of the older guys that had just some of the best corns at the show. Yeah. Also had them at prices that were completely reasonable. Like they mm-hmm. weren't trying to like go to the highest bidder or anything like that. And like I don't yeah. especially with the Tony with Tony D stuff, you know, it was like, why are you not selling this for more? I mean, yeah. I'm sure he could have, but still it was like the fact that it's like, see, these are some of the nicest corns in this entire building. And they're also probably some of the most inexpensive. Like, <laughs> just just wild. Yeah. Just crazy. That was that was really neat to see, and and all of those older guys, Howie Sherman, Craig Trumbauer, and uh, Tony D, all kind of hang out with each other at the show, and it's so funny when you walk up to the table, they're not they're looking in at that the same phone, spot every year. Down, yeah, they dude. The second they see you, they're just like, "Hey, what's up? How are you doing? Come look at these snakes. They're beautiful. They're they're awesome." And it's really, really, uh, that was nice to see. I don't know if the veil falls and behind closed doors, they have a different attitude. Um, because we find that that's so, true man. about they some seem, people, but they seem pretty. Uh, they seem pretty, pretty genuine. Pretty they seem genuine. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I got a. Oh, I should have bought those Sunkiss. That pair. They were like almost adults too. Like they possibly could have bred next year, and I didn't buy them. Oh, oh yes, he had those. I was looking at the two hatchling, the two neonates. The babies, yeah. Like those, I was like, what am I? Those adults are badass. Yeah. Oh, the buff Sunkiss, and they're you know they're like okies. But it's like a buff sun kiss. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. So good looking. Such a good looking. Buff snake. is one of those things, man. The more I see it, the more I'm I'm tempted to play with it and plug it into other stuff. And you know, well, you have like, buff, so now you have to. Yeah. Try lavender. Right. See what happens. But just see what happens. Do it. There's no lavender in the hobby. There's just not enough. That's I don't not- breed them just because of the kinking potential. I had the only line of lavenders I've ever bred. Just everything was always kinked. And so I just mm. let it go. Yeah. Which that, is like, that- it's not every line. And I know it's no. not. But the lines I've had. Well, I had one line, but then it kind of was like cousins. And then it was sort of two lines. But 
regardless, yeah, they all ended up having issues and I just stopped. That sucks. And that may be, yeah. you know, why people just draw away from them is because they, they know that, you know, Sunkiss many, many, many years ago, people didn't like because it had the stargazing issue. Uh, but I mean, yeah. that's a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was way back in the beginning. Yeah. But that, that kind of that mythos of them kind of floated even into when I started getting back into corns, you know, seven, ten years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but yeah. So I Daytona Sarah, you about have to go. Kid. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, Way back I, in the early two thousands, I remember hearing talks. Oh, the sun gazer, lavender kinking and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I was telling Sarah she has to go. You gotta go. It's awesome. Yeah, it's the best. I I will. Um, <clears throat> I might consider it. So like, I'm gonna try to. My husband and I are trying to see every state, and so we might just put Daytona on the, the like, date like get the date and then just plan a vacation around it where we just travel, which. Is perfectly viable option for us yeah hell yeah that's awesome that would be yeah. and it would be super fun and of course i like snakes he doesn't really like snakes that much he's kind of like the you can bring them downstairs and like hold them in the same room that i'm in but i don't want to <laughs> like know that they're there kind of thing I'm like well okay well there there are a lot of snakes at daytona and it's cool i i don't know if this is good or bad this is my first daytona experience they had it split into two rooms uh, oh, nice. which some people didn't like. And there was some questions about how they opened the rooms and stuff. And, and as, as arguably one of the more hungover and then one of the more drunk people there, I was just like, yay, two rooms with snakes. This is best. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed just having more room to spread. And whenever I felt like the big room was too, too full and too many people I went to the little room. And when I felt like the little room was getting packed, I went to the big room. And so it was cool. All right. Well, yeah, that's Daytona. Everybody go uh, or don't. That's that's you know that's up to y'all. It's super fun. There's snakes, um, but yeah, let's let it, Justin. Why don't we smart smart with you? You know, words are tough. Um, a little season recap. You know, where where'd you end up? Are you happy with the results? Uh, I am. I was actually thinking about that on my way home from work. Um, I didn't have. I had a hundred percent hatch rate on everything. Woo! Well, oh nice. wait, no, that's not that's not true. I had that Loma one Baird's clutch. No, the Loma Altos all went, but it was that that head hypo clutch where um, pretty much the entire clutch minus one went the distance. And then one of the final two in that went really long term, but still just never fully developed. So I don't know what happened there. But other than that, on, on the corn front, I had 100% hatch rate. And everything, so That's awesome. Um, only sort of real hurdle was the blood red female. And that whole debacle um, with the egg binding and the slowly releasing of the slugs. and Ugh, um, That's so, like, that makes me nervous every single time it happens. It hasn't happened to me very often, but every time a girl, like, is slowly just putting out one egg a day or something, it yeah. just... Actually, you know what? I did have one female who had never been exposed to a male, two-year-old, do that this year. I went oh, in and crap. it was like one infertile egg. I, I noticed she was really cranky mm-hmm. for no good reason, but I was like, well, whatever. And I went in and there was like one slug egg just chilling. I'm like, oh, okay, she passed an egg. And then the next couple of days, there was another one. And then there was just like one more every day for a week. And I was like, girl, you were about to give me a heart attack. Please stop laying all yep. these slug eggs. I, mm. Mine was, was dropping a slug once a week. Oh, jeez. And I was like, I'd get out the the needle to aspirate or something, and I'd come in, and it would she'd drop one. I'm like, 
Okay. And then I okay. go the next week to do it again. Drop another one. All right. So I never had to. That's um, good. It seems like she's passed them all. I haven't noticed any any serious issues. She's in the shed right now. So I don't. I'm. I really don't know if I'm going to try her again next season or if I'm just going to give her a you know a whole year off or what. Um, I think if I do pair, I'm definitely going to put more effort into making sure she's she's a little more beefed up and well-fed and stuff and, and has the right nutrition and stuff going on before I do that, but we'll see. I don't... What, uh, how many clutches of Lady Islands did you produce this year? F1's just the one. Just the one. There was that, and then there was the, the pairing to that ghost Tessera girl. Some of those, so was, Sarah, I don't know if you've seen pictures of them, but some of the Tesseras that produced out of a wild-caught male to a ghost tessera female are real 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 interesting they don't they not very typical them, tessera I, would I, haven't really, I haven't really posted any of them so i i don't know They're i was too right. busy trying to find them because they kept getting out <laughs> do you have oh, a picture yeah. we could pull up while we're talking about it let me see yeah that would be great anything. They're they're really interesting the, the very broken tessera patterns uh, it was the two nicest ones that got out too <laughs> is that like, one of the ones i have no Okay. No. Thanks for not sending. Me well, I was gonna I send you one of the ones that I was gonna send you was the last one to escape, and I think <laughs> it, it had been missing for like a week, and I had sent you your stuff, and I was just I, the the I female that, that I have point. has the you could tell the black is gonna be just killer down the back stripe, but they're not they're atypical tesseras, I would say, mm -hmm. uh, having okay. produced a lot of tesseras. Not even I say a lot. I, I don't know, maybe maybe a hundred over the last three years. I mean, that's more than me. So I have I have it. an idea of what I'm expecting from yeah. a Tessera to a non Tessera, what that Tessera is going to look like. Uh, and these are, I don't know, they're a little atypical. They have a lot of breaking in the, in the stripe on the back. Uh, okay. I don't know if that's, but yeah, Justin will pull it up. They're, they're really cool. But while, he, sure. while he's looking for it, Sarah, what, how did uh, what a little season recap from you? I know you produced a bunch of snakes. I produced so many anaries that I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> that's the main thing <laughs> i i don't like i okay so secret about me i really don't like just regular anary corn snakes that much um i think that they're really cool when they're mixed with other things i think they're really yeah. cool when they have like high yellows or whatever but uh so i i was doing a lot of test breeding this year and i had a couple of new females and um the females I knew had either were het anery or visual anery. So I, of course, was like, well, I'll just breed them to either a snow male or an anery motley or whatever. And so I ended up with so many anery. Oh, wow. So many. I can't. Uh, and then one uh, a mutual friend, well, a friend of a friend of mine, um, she housed together what she thought was two males. And of course, they were a male and a female. Every and time. when she was cleaning out her cage, she found. Uh, almost two dozen eggs in a pile Holy and um, she she knew about me and she lives in the same town that i do so she contacted me and she's like can i just give them to you i don't want them to die and uh of those it was about 20 21 eggs i think was the total um 14 of them ended up being good and uh all but four of them were anneries <laughs> <laughs> the parents were a normal and a ghost and i got four normals and 10 anneries and then <laughs> two days after those got done hatching she calls and her female had double clutched 
So mm -hmm. then she brought me another clutch of eggs, which are still incubating, but I expect similar results probably. Um, that's probably one of the more interesting things that happened this year. Um, I did breed my female possible head golden to her son this year to see if anything um, would come out because breeding her to her brother, um, who was also possible head golden, they just were not producing goldens. I've bred them three or four years in a row. The first yeah. year that I bred her, I swear on my life, she gave me at least two goldens. But um, one of them had, have you heard of hard belly? I have. Yes. It's where that calcify, the uh, yolk calcifies. He ended up getting that and he died from it. And then the other one um, was eating okay, doing okay, and then escaped for like a week. And then when I got him back, he just would not eat again and he starved himself to death. And I don't know what Damn. happened while he was out. Um, but either way, uh, so I just kept trying her with her brother again and again and nothing. Uh, so this year I decided to try with a son that I had held back and we might have gotten two goldens. We definitely awesome. got, we might, we definitely got caramels though. So the problem with my line is they're all hit caramel. Here we'll break, take a break. Hold on. Let me look at your Tessera. That is really neat. Right. That's have really I ever neat. seen anything quite like that? Do you have a belly photo? No, I don't. I can get one though. Isn't that funky? Uh, it's pretty funky. That's yeah. One of, that's one of the other ones. That one's a little See, more. That's... That might have been the one. Yeah, that... a little bit more typical. That one might have went to you, Chris. I can't remember. Yeah, it has a bunch of breaking uh, in the stripe around its was, tail. I think that is the female. That was dad. That was mom. Okay. Mama absent. I love that snake. It's a very and pretty that's snake. Two of the two of the F ones that are going to JT at some point here soon. This one I'm actually, I told him he was getting like two of the nicest ones of the clutch. Like this one has a lot of a lot more saddles and they're smaller. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Than, they're kind of bunched the up. Other ones. It's really really strange. Yeah. Um, so those are the, those are two F ones that they're getting better and better with each shed. But go go back to mom. See the thing that that I like is mom is a very just pretty ghost tessera, right? Like she's extremely typical ghost tessera. Yeah, and, yeah. And she, she's almost kind of dark too. She she almost looks anary, but she's definitely uh, proven hypo. Um, mm -hmm. But go back to that first one, Justin. Isn't that neat? That is really strange. Yeah. I mean, we see some of that when mask and Tessera are mixed. When mask and Tessera are mixed together, you get a lot of that busy, broken pattern. But that does yeah. not seem to mask at all. And that was something so, I meant to ask you about that because I did I did notice some other Tesseras that had mask in it recently had that just sort of chaotic sort of Tessera mm -hmm. thing going on. So I wasn't sure if maybe there was just something I was missing. But mask does such weird stuff, but mom has never yes. had any signs yeah. of mask because I know mask can be extremely low expression. And then, yeah, and dad doesn't look mask either. And the baby, frankly, doesn't look mask in the head at all. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. almost like the head is yeah, the normal weird. part of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dad shouldn't be because dad's wild caught. So, yeah. yeah. Dad is an interesting snake. He's got a lot of yellow in the ground color. I like him. And that, that ghost actually, yeah, he's the darker one of the two. Picture. That's a pretty like snake, him. man. Yeah. That that female there does have a lot of yellow on her cheeks, through her head, and, and down her sides. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see that baby grow up, and then hopefully go back to dad or something. You know what I mean? Or uh, is it, it's female, right, Justin? Which one? The baby, the kind of real. Uh, real... 
Yeah, because there was only – so out of that clutch, there was five Tesseras. I kept all of them, and only, I think, one of those was actually a male. So I believe that one is a, is a female. What I think will be neat is if that is female, putting it back to dad in a couple years and seeing what mm -hmm. happens then. Because now you're kind of – you're breeding out the morphs, right? And right, you're right. breeding closer to the wild cop population to mm -hmm. see. But Tesseras still going to be there, you know half the time yeah i mean i'd love so. to see this in a in the tester that was kind of the whole point of doing that pairing was to see like the ladies island phenotype in in yeah in tester form it's kind of so yeah I, I think that's pretty neat and i don't i don't think that that that, that boy of yours is really going to do anything interesting with the annery or the hypo right it's no. going to be the pattern and the current base color of it that i think is going to be really neat so anyways yeah that's a that's a fun little 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 project oh, we've got yeah. going between the two of us and now I have a, a unrelated F1 and a female Tessera from that clutch. So nice. they're, okay. you know, the Tessera obviously doesn't get to be called an F1 really because it's, you know, it's an F12 to a, a, a wildcat. But yeah. breeding those together, let's see. In the end, we're making pretty what snakes. Happens? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so that's cool. So you were all about uh, three potential. Yeah, so some I two potential goldens, but the problem is like I do have caramel in these lines as well. So I'm holding everything that is somewhat yellow back, like one of them too. So I had a weird issue with this clutch, and um, it could be because there was there was at least one set of twins, maybe two. Like I had way more snakes than I had eggshells, but I wasn't there when they hatched. Um, but a few of them hatched out with no tail at all, hmm. like the vent wasn't even there. There was like, there was enough of a vent that like some urates could pass, but like huh. I ended up having to euthanize them, even though like a couple of them were eating, but they couldn't, they couldn't poop. So, yeah, that's um, really interesting. uh, but like they were ones that kind of came out of twin eggs, I think. Um, hope I'm hoping that that's all it was. And I saw some sort of weird genetic trait. I'm not really sure. Uh, however, one of those I know for sure was, um, caramel. And one of them I believe was golden but it's gone now. Um, and I had another one that was healthy, who's just regular, normal caramel. I can, I know he's a caramel. Uh, and then there's two others that are looking kind of weird. One of them is, is very like, like, you know, caramels have that like yellow tone to them as a baby. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like this yeah. one just doesn't have any of that, but it's not an anery either. And that's kind of what a golden is supposed to look like. <laughs> and then, and that's my male. And then I have a female that also has a little bit of that look, but plus a little bit of extra yellow. So I'm holding all of those back to compare when they get older. Another problem is though, I have like this yellow jacket going on in this line. So what I could be seeing is just caramel with and without yellow jacket. I don't know. So um, I'm not like formally True, yeah, because Yellow I... Jacket's a, another funky one that kind of yeah. is an enhancer. Yeah. So I'm not coming out and being like, yes, I have Goldens because I'm not 100% sure. But yeah. I now, am, we're watching uh, a recent video hoping. where you were talking about the Yellow Jacket thing, too. And that was something I kind of wanted to bring up tonight if we could, if we had at least sure. a little bit of time to talk about it. But yeah. you kind of mentioned that there's sort of the jury still out on if it's like a legitimate thing or not. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. It is. But the question is, is it the same or different from something we already have? So, like, is it is it the same as Buff? I don't know. Is it the same as Toffee? I don't know. I don't even know if Buff and Toffee are the same or different. Um, and there's been some discussion recently whether Yellow Jacket, Yellow Factor, or whatever, just came over from Ultra because 
around the same time that these like high yellow snakes were coming into the hobby, Ultra had just gotten mixed in with some caramel lines and like everything started with Rich Z. And so, um, and yes, like Everly Caramel, Buff, Toffee, and Yellow Jacket all came out of Rich Z caramels. But some of those caramels were also mixed with Ultra. So it could be the hybrid influence mm -hmm. that brought over a dominant trait. I don't know. But uh, it is, it's something, it's definitely there and it definitely is at least dominant maybe, or yeah, it's a, I want to say it's at least dominant, maybe incomplete dominant. I'm okay. not sure if there's really that much of a different phenotype between the homozygous and heterozygous version. That's awesome. I love these little oddities that kind of, if, again, if it wasn't somebody like you talking about them and, <laughs> and, and, and pointing these things out, they get lost in the sauce, you know? Uh, yeah, people, people pass these things up constantly and and they're so focused on getting more red into that coral snow, which is not a bad thing. Keep doing it. Right. Uh, yeah. or, or, or the things that are insanely visual, like we said earlier, the, the scaleless palmetto kind of stuff. You know, we, we forget about these little uh, nuances in this hobby that people spent a lot of their life uh, digging up and, and maybe maybe lost the passion for that project. But they. They're still there so that's yeah that's awesome yeah. Well, i hope I, I hope we find out over these yeah. years we, what, what's going on and and get to get to Same. get to making some more awesome snakes because that's that's Same. what you're gonna get yeah <clears throat> and i mean i also uh the halo was officially proven this year um i officially proved it a while ago but um a couple of other people kind of came out of the woodwork and kind of confirmed the same thing that I've been saying for the last few years. Um, and so that has now been officially put up on Ian's vivarium as halo being heterozygous and green blotch being the homozygous version of this oh, gene okay, mutation, yeah. which I've been working on that since my very first clutch of corns. My first clutch of corns hatched my very first halo snow corn snake. And um, he was the one that I ended up keeping. And I bred him to everything and I found other ones that looked like him and bred them to everything and then tested everything. So it's been um, over a decade in the making, but we finally got it like proven and sort of officialized by Ian's vivarium, which has been really cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. well, that's definitely, that's very great news. Yeah. And that's the, like uh, another one of those very subtle morphs that people don't normally see until after the snake is a few months old and they've already sold the snake and they go, why yeah. did I smell that pretty snake? You know? <laughs> And that's also one of those ones that in a classic non-anary or snow, you don't see anything, right? Right. Yeah, it has to be amelanistic to see it. You can't see. The melanin just sort of covers it up. Yeah, it's like mm -hmm. some of the weird things we're finding in scaleless animals that you do or do not see. Uh, predominantly right. do not see, especially in lavender. Yeah, uh, lavender is a good example of that. Like literally a lavender scaleless is just a scaleless normal. Mm -hmm. right? Just like or a hypo. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting. Well, yeah, uh, the end of my season, I was done with my season. I had about 130 babies hatched out this year. And then I remembered the Everglades rats that were still in the incubator. So I have eight beautiful little Everglades rats that have hatched out Cute. and now shed. And we'll start doing a little, little feeding on uh, their Hendry County uh, animals. The parents are just gorgeous, pure pumpkin orange. Drop. I'm not dropping. Yeah, I think Justin's going to drop. You're dropping a little bit, Justin. Just, yeah, it's just not a bit, us. at least from my point of view. Uh oh. Yeah. You're not allowed to drop. You're the only okay. one here who's not allowed. We're losing we're Justin. I dude, we're good. Been struggling lately. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
corn snake wise, I, I produced a few things that I was really excited about. Um, I got a ultra mel anery stripe hypos, uh, nice. so wait, ultra mel ghost stripes. And I sent yeah. one to Justin. I kept one and John Lassiter has one. Um, so they're, and they're awesome. Uh, they're really, really neat looking. Um, I did get one ultra mel ghost non-stripe, nice. which is going to be het stripe. Um, I got an ultra mel anery, what I'm guessing is red, red coat, which would be from a JMG coral ghost to het stripe to a Tessera ultra mel motley stripe. So we're going to be talking about the motley stripe and how fun yep. those jeans are. Later. Super fun. But he is a motley stripe. So he has, okay. he is motley het stripe because he produces mm -hmm. stripes. Mm -hmm. But he's visually motley. Well, he's a, uh, he's a Tessera, so it doesn't matter. So we'll get to that too, because that's another fun thing. That's, that's super neat. But yeah. um, so it, in, in, in the JMG, the, the, the coral uh, bled over into this young man. So I have an ultra male anery stripe, what I'm guessing is red coat. I believe that's right. Right, Sarah? The one that makes anery is like black and then coral makes things more pink or like red. Coral. Red factor. Sorry. Red factor. There yeah, you go. I would just, I would just use that what I the way I remember it is even though you put a coat on your skin doesn't change color so mm. just because you put on a red coat that doesn't mean that your skin changes ah okay that's the way that I remember it that doesn't mean everybody else is gonna make the, sense of it but coat made from other people's skin I call it IRG <laughs> increased red jeans because yeah, it's funny works. how it it line breeds and <laughs> you can keep stacking it stacking it stacking it yeah and get pretty more, much more, more red it, it works it works like a line red every generation uh, but he has he has some pink on the sides i also got an ultra male stripe with that same uh red factor which is really neat um and then third year in a row trying to make pewters and not only did i get a pewter i got two tessera pewters uh, nice. which which was so exciting in one clutch because this girl's gone for me three years in a row and i never got my pewter because she's uh old school blood red pied het charcoal to a charcoal het diffuse tessera and so this year I got to I got I got to stack all my genetics up, um, and and had a, that clutch came out killer, and I got probably the best looking classic corn snake I've ever produced, and I kept her back. I, I wish I had a picture of her. She's amazing. Um, sent sent a lot of that stuff to Smitty, and uh, some stuff up to Puget Sound Pythons. Um, the, the pewters are so charcoal is charcoal's got to be one of my favorite genes. I don't know why. I was gonna say, is it is it sad that the pewter is probably the most thing I'm excited about with what you sent? <laughs> no, that's uh, that's. The pewter tesseras that I produced, uh, one of them. I love pewters. I don't know what it is. I love. Yeah, they're nice. I effing love they're, pewters. Yeah, yeah, they're really, really neat, and they go through such a. So charcoals don't really go through like an ontogenic change, right? Charcoals kind of hatch and look the exact same as adults. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like some of them might get like a little lighter. Like I've yeah. noticed, especially like if there's mask, then they kind of get a little bit lighter in color. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for the most part, like if you just have a charcoal, it just kind of always looks the same. And, and sometimes you'll get a bit of little bit of yellow blushing in the yeah, cheeks. Yeah, just like a little so tiny rare. Bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Mr. Gray, my 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 male, he uh he has no yellow at all, which is I really like actually. Yeah. Well, then you add in the diffused, and it takes charcoal and it gives it like this hypo, kind of washed yeah. out speckling. Mm -hmm. It does this really neat thing, and it's funny as babies, they don't really look nearly as spectacular as they are going to be as adults. But isn't that the uh, case with blood reds right like blood red babies usually don't look that unique uh compared yeah. to the adults um 
So yeah, yeah. I just another another thing to be excited about. Got a lot of I'll turn on the ground. Black Pines came awesome. out eight, got shipped out. Uh, Northern Pines eight, got shipped out uh, to, to all their respective homes. Um, nice. Yeah, just super super smooth season. I have some non feeders, and they were the expected non feeders. Uh, I've got a couple corns that I kept that I had wanted to keep, but also are not just happiest about eating, and I don't know why. Um, and that's okay. They're not the happiest about eating. <laughs> They, they want to eat. It's just they don't want to eat what I want to feed them. Um, it seems like. So uh, I got the diffused. Uh, so out of my Caramel Miamis that I paired up from Silent Hill, uh, they did prove out both their head for Cinder. Boy, those Sun things kissed. are fine, too, because I got some of those. Those are badass. Oh, my God, dude. Those first sheds when I got when they came in and I got them and they had those first yeah. sheds. I was like, these are oh, nice. And then, then they shed and I was like, oh, my God. Like, where did yeah, that come it's from? Just, like, holy all the crap. blushing starts popping out. I got one honey that died right right oh. when it hatched. Like, it hatched and died. I got yeah. one diffuse that I kept. and He's still here. He's a piece of shit. And then I got one cinder that I sent to you. So out of 14 eggs, I proved out the hets. For all three of those genes, but I only got one of each, and I got no combos. So that's I, I've always had weird luck. Like I'll have a whole bunch like of that. albinos from a yeah, an albino to a het, and I'll get all albinos in my San Diego Gophers, and then I'll have my corn snakes where I'm like, these are triple het to triple het, and I'll get out of 14 eggs one it. visual of each yeah. gene. Yeah, uh, and that's that's kind of okay because now I have now I have a uh, caramel Miami that's diffused, which I don't know what that looks like as an adult. Um, and out of, you know, Walter Smith's stuff and going to JT, I don't think anybody has just a diffuse caramel Miami lineage or uh, Miami face. So, yeah, the ones that I know of from Walter Smith, I think look Miami because of the cinder hat potentially. I, I, I believe that's what is going on. I, yeah, two. I don't think that his are like line bred Miami types. Like, I don't think that he's, I think it's just the cinder hat that does it. Yeah. And, and I think some of what, like, with what Silent Hill, what JT's refining is getting down into the, okay, well, I know these are not het cinder because they're not producing cinders, but yeah. now we're producing extremely Miami phase looking stuff. So my, my, my honey from them, she'll be going next year. And she is a, uh, she is a striking animal. So I've got, I've got, a, I have a whole wall of stuff from JT, but I have a whole wall of stuff from a lot of people. So it's, it's, it's anyway. So yeah, this, this year was spectacular. It was so much fun. A lot of ups and downs. I didn't communicate with a lot of the people I normally communicate with because it was just kind of being busy. Um, work was really tough, but you know, bred a lot of species. I've never a ton of species I've never bred. Uh, nice. And then the, the species that I have bred that I love, I produce things I've never produced that I that I've been wanting to for years. Uh, so that was really, really, really cool. Especially getting the stripe. I want ultramo anery stripes are really, really badass. <laughs> They're really cool. Uh, lots of anery stripes. Uh, I think there was a might have been a ghost stripe floating around there. I love stripe stuff, right? So, so yeah. stripe, uh, and I love how variable stripe is, and 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 I think probably that's the next thing we're going to talk about. But it, 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 I do want to ask uh, both of y'all, um, Sarah, did you have a favorite snake that you produced this year? Jeez, there's so many. I mean, I I always love when I hatch out some halo snows. And I hatched out this one male from a pair that I've bred a few years in a row. They're a sibling pair. They're a green blotch and a halo. So I know that all their babies are either going to be green blotched or halos. 
Um, and I don't like breeding siblings, but this pair always gives me like really funky pattern babies. And this year they gave me one male that's almost a perfect wide stripe halo okay. snow. And um, he doesn't like the wide stripe kind of ends like sort of near the tail a bit. So he's not perfect, but um, I always considered starting a wide stripe project. And uh, I just thought, well, when the opportunity comes along and I'm, it's come along, it's here. It's, it hatched it's, this it's knocking year. on the door. Where? It is right here. And so um, I think I'm going to keep him. And I also hatched a ton of like really cool Aztec anneries uh, from another, like an unrelated line that again, I have no idea why they hash all like why they make all these weird Aztec looking things. Yeah. But I thought like be a good pair to keep. Um, I can't keep that many right now. Yeah. That's part of the problem is like I'm kind of in this weird spot in my hobby journey where I have a lot of time that needs to be put in, but not a lot of time to put in because I have an additional full time job. So yeah. the question is. Do I go down to like part time in my official job to nurture the snake stuff more and the YouTube and everything else? Or do I just sort of keep the collection small? And I'm really struggling with that because I want to keep them all. <laughs> I want to keep them all and I want to breed them all. Um, but uh, that is a very, very difficult. It is. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, and I'm not like there yet, like where I have to make this decision, but it's it's like inching closer every year. And this year I bought a, a king snake. He's a little desert king snake. Um, and he's high yellow. And I, I love him to death. His name is nice. Dexter. And um, he's like, the, like I, see, I love corn snakes and I hate king snakes. But I had a desert king years and years ago who was just the best pet. In yeah. And I don't know what happened to him. I don't remember. It's been years. But I thought I just I want another desert king as a pet and kind of as a garbage disposal. A yeah, little bit. They're good you know, at that. You get those. Um, and uh, so I got my little Dexter, and he is just the most adorable little thing I've I've ever seen. Yeah. I've like I think all snakes are cute, especially when they're babies, but there's just something about like the black head with those little yeah. beady black eyes, and they have just like the most insane cute little personalities. I don't know. I think they're so cute. Um Splendida so, are my local getula here in yeah. Corpus, and they are of all the getula the most composed they're like the least not all not all get are crazy psychopaths right, right, like right. That's, that's that's a that, that, that they're not as bad as florida's most, most of them are or the most going eyes or the men's eyes uh <laughs> but but of the getula i have noticed that i hate Black florida kings, kings and, the, and the splendida and the whole brook eye that kind of right down the middle of the, the country are, are really the most composed and, and I, I love me a good splendida that's a it's a damn good animal yeah, I, I like him. I like him a lot. And like, I hate California Kings. Hate. Don't hate them. Don't hate them. I can't. Do it. I can't. I've tried so hard. I've tried probably half a dozen times to like, to like them. You know, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to get a pair and I'm going to raise them and I'm going to, you know, like have this connection with them. Nope. Hate them. I just hate that. I can't. I just can't. And sometimes Same. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to buy just, I'm going to buy a breeding pair of adults that like, I don't really have to worry about. And they could just be garbage disposals and I'll just yeah. breed them. And that's cool. Hate them. Can't, cannot, can't stand to be around them. Their musk smells worse than corn snake musk and they musk a lot and they want to eat me instead of anything else that they should eat. And I just can't, I don't know. Sorry, but the Splendida, he is, he's so cute <laughs> and I love him to death. And so, um, he's, he's not one that I hatched, but he's definitely like up there in the top five of like my favorite babies that I like 
have See, from this season. Someone else finally gets it. <laughs> I hate Cal Kings and Florida Kings for the same reason. Like, you can't yeah, come on. Even the Eastern Kings are still, like, they're not as bad, but they're still pretty bad. I just got two new localities of California King Snake, and this year produced uh, Ciudad Insurgences, Baja Mexico, California King Snakes, uh, old school conjuncta. So I would appreciate if you guys uh, watched out for my feelings and my heart. Okay. Right now. Okay. <laughs> and no, I mean, they, like, if you they're, love them, their you temperament. Love them. Yeah, they're they're my my conjuncta um, are absolute dog shit to interact with, unless it's like the end of the summer or breeding mm. season because breeding season they don't care they don't even really want to eat they just want to breed and then towards yeah. the end of summer they kind of naturally start chilling out so they stop being dickheads but all summer long like i'll be in the room working and like vacuuming and they're just biting the tub and i'm like you literally just ate you actually i actively just watched you eat like it's, it's a thing <laughs> like five happened. minutes ago <laughs> and they're tiny because I, I deal with that with the condros yeah but they're not like the condros don't like actively come out of the tub for me no and I can handle the chondros and not have to worry about them randomly being like oh this finger's food it smells very slightly like maybe you handled something like two days ago and i can tell you did so i'm gonna i'm gonna latch on and give it a yep. try chondros like, you have to worry like about them randomly blowing their ass out and prolapsing justin there's a whole other problem nah, they're not that bad not that bad that's babies that's just the baby. It's just the baby. It's just, just the most the fragile baby. ones. Don't worry. It's an easy like people. I haven't dealt with that. It's not nearly as terrifying. Like, no, I know. It, it's like, oh my god, this is the worst. And then after you fix it, you're like, oh, that was so bad. Nah. As long as you're smart about it and you kind of stick, you just the shove their steps. insides back inside their insides, and they're yeah. fine. Right? <laughs> little sugar this is why water. I was not a veterinarian. I could not handle that. <laughs> a little sugar water, sugar, a little spit, no, and we're good to go. No. Condros are great. But no, I, I'm with you. As far as all the getula, and I'm glad that you have one you do, you, you do enjoy. Uh, Swindito, that is a great choice. That is a, yeah. a great animal to have. He's a sweetie. And he has a pink butthole. And I think that's my favorite thing about him. Fun fact, when me and my wife met, that's actually her favorite thing about me. <laughs> Justin, what was the word? I was like... I didn't either. He had me in the first half, Justin, what was the favorite? Uh, you have a favorite snake you produced this season? Uh, probably that Tessera that I showed earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were all awesome. Like, I love Tessera stuff. You know, true special animal. Yeah, it's really not, cool. Yeah, but I love Tessera. Like, you can put Tessera in anything, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was that would probably be it. And then, I mean, the Loma Alta Clutch and the, uh, the oh yeah, Bairds and then the Dion's, the Dion's being a first for me, and sort of dealing with with them and watching the whole process with those was pretty interesting. But as far as like single animal, I think that that one tester in particular, uh, and there's another one too. That was the, the second one that, that mm -hmm. escaped um, over the weekend. Like that, <laughs> one's, that one is really nice too. And that one, it's I think is going to, I found it. No, I got it. It's, it came okay. back, but it, it, I think it got under something it wasn't supposed to, because it looks like maybe it had broken a rib or two or something. It looks like it's going to be okay. But yeah, like of course, I was like, this one's missing, and I was like, wait, that's the other one I really, really, really liked. Like, of course, like one last Justin, part I just got on this rack of like, okay, you open up your incubator and you have the tub full of hatchlings, and you're just looking at them. You just throw it against the wall, and they just start flying. And <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> might as well. Good luck, bitches. Might as well. <laughs> like an Easter egg hunt at this point. Just go in and sprinkle pinkies on the floor once in a while. They'll be fine. 
<laughs> I actually, I did try that one night. I had a, I had a spare pinky, like a live pinky, and I put it in a deli cup on the floor and hoping that maybe if it was gone, I'd know that it was at least still in the room. Nope. No, didn't happen. That's all. <laughs> That's And of course, anytime something gets loose, my wife is the one that finds it. Like, it's to the point now where if something's on the lamb, I tell her to start looking for it because she's going to find it. Like, it's yeah. it's it's almost eerie how, how good she is at coming across these things. So I That's just have awesome. her start looking because the dog isn't going to find it. The cat isn't going to find it. You know, whatever. If my cat finds it, it's eaten. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm amazed because you would, in my experience, most of the time, like if you have a cat and someone's loose, like you, you usually, hopefully you find it before they get a hold of it. But they'll yeah. be so hyper focused on one little area. They're like, there's, it's over there. Like that's where it is. Yeah. Because otherwise the cat doesn't ever stare in a corner like that. Uh, except for when we have the Ouija board out and things start moving around, but oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> My cat is part serval, African serval, oh. and so he's got a little bit more of the wild instinct. And uh, I used to live uh, in a smaller apartment for many terrible reasons, but uh, I didn't have any doors in the apartment, and so all of the snakes were just like in a rack, kind of like in the living room area. And he would just he learned how to just open up drawers and he would just eat the snakes he would just eat them while i was at work and one day i came home to find like one of my snakes half eaten she was a like gravid female snow yeah and i had to have her put down well she was still alive but she had bite marks and claw marks all over Oof. her body i had to have her put down because there was like no sleeping there she had internal bleeding every day it's sucked so much and i mean i moved out of that apartment pretty quick i don't even think i was there for a full year but like I was about to get rid of that cat. That's for sure. Yeah. I that's was tough. door sweep, was man. Eight dollar door sweep from from Lowe's changed my life. Yeah, yeah. Didn't well, have any doors though. Wouldn't have mattered. No. Well, there you are. You know. <laughs> um, baby gates. Then I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> tried gates. that too. He just jumped over it. I don't know. We tried. Oh, Trust me, we I tried everything. The snake, but the cat, sure. I mean, give it a shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> A couple of standouts from my season. Um, I got to I got to witness Black Pines uh, like a third out of the egg, hissing and freaking out. out just absolute little demons. Of hell. The the Black Pines, I love them. I'm not going to be breeding them next year. I'm going to be giving my female a year off. Things uh, are the worst. Oh, they're like the best though. The thorn it's, scrubs are the worst. I hatched out that thorn scrub. I don't even know what to do with them. They're little dicks. They're little demons. God, they're uh, horrible. The uh, but the Northern Pines and Black Pines really meant a lot to me uh you know you wait four years uh, to pair them up it happens you get the eggs they're huge you get these babies they probably could have eaten while they were still in the egg uh yeah you get to share excitement some of my favorite species yeah that was really cool um the, the the pewters this year just oh man what what a what a cool morph combination that's kind of underwhelming at first but becomes something so sp not underwhelming underwhelming is not so the right cool. word yeah, the, any any charcoal stuff. I want to I want to see where else we can take charcoal. Uh, I've never seen a charcoal terrazzo, uh, which I think is just really neat. Charcoal um, and honey. Charcoal. I've, well, I've charcoal and charcoal caramel. There is, it does. It, it's out there. Uh, I'm it's sure. There. I'm sure everything's been done with charcoal because charcoal, like charcoal, like Justin, you just said a charcoal uh, honey. What what would happen there is just like a charcoal sun kiss. You would kind of get a weird almost shattery looking animal, right? Mm -hmm. Because the caramel and the charcoal don't really do it. The, the, the caramel almost 
I guess a caramel charcoal probably doesn't even look anything beyond a charcoal with maybe a little bit more blushing in the saddles. Yeah, it's just a light colored charcoal. Yeah, and then you get you add in the sun kiss, and you're going to get the pattern uh, differences yeah. from the honey. It's just going to look kind of like a maybe a slightly more yellow hypo charcoal sun kissed looking so, thing. Yeah, so my thoughts are maybe we could take charcoal and put it into some extreme oakity stuff and get some hats and start putting it back and start seeing what that does. In, increase the borders, make make darker charcoals. I don't know. There's a lot. It Anyways. might be what I would do, like if, if it was me, not that it is, but if it was me, I would start trying to breed Okatee and Mask into charcoal at the same time. Like So all of mine have mask uh, because uh, the mom is an old school blood red pied, which we found out all old school blood red pieds are, are super mask. Uh, yeah. So I... I'm pretty sure one of the pewter tesseras is super mask as well. I, I, I think I can't remember, but yeah. That's so there's gene that I just struggle with a lot. <laughs> but it's so cool. You put mask in the stuff, you get immediate results, and also you get a variety of results, which mm -hmm. can be kind of exciting. Um, it's like half the stuff you sent me, the caramel Miami stuff. It's like mask with a question mark. Like, so well, it's because I, I got I got a super mask out of that clutch, right? So I know there's mask out of those two caramel Miamis. Right? Like, it exists. They so both have to have it. Yeah. So there's got to be a... There's. I got a super mask. I, just, I don't own. like the fact that it's that it has such a, a high varying degree of, of expression. Like, it's the high yeah. expression. Like, those are fine. Like, those you can clearly tell, but it's those lower yeah. ones. Especially when you have people who are like, I don't want to have mask in something. It's like, good freaking luck. It's like yeah. a minefield. Yeah. yeah. My very first corn snake was supposed to be a normal. And he looked like a normal, and everything about him was very normal. Belly checkers were normal. Head pattern was normal. Every single time I bred him, no matter what I bred him to, half his babies were masks. And yeah. like the only conclusion that I can come to is that genetically, he's just a really low expression mask. And I mean, that's gotta be kind it, right? of kind of maybe tell, but like you would not pick him out of a lineup of masks as a mask. Like you just you wouldn't you would not pick him up as a mask. But like, yeah. Here, Even Justin, with the I low expression ones, on though, do Facebook you still see the ba the belly patterns? Not always. Is it there? No. It's Here, it's check. such a weird thing. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not sure that mask is actually like a gene mutation that is incomplete dominant, like everybody thinks it is. It could be, but I think that okay. So either there's more than one thing doing the same job, or mask is not what we think it is. That's I almost think opinion. it's like a. It, it starts getting into when we had our show with Travis. Uh, 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 my brain. Hold on. There right. it is. I'm doing it again. Uh, Wyman. Dr. Wyman. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about how some of these traits are not so simple as codom, incomplete dominate, uh, simple recessive. Yeah. Like, get that out of your mind. Some of this stuff is 12 or 24 genes. And if you mm -hmm. have broken sections of that gene, you may find that you have a low expression of something but it takes multiple uh inline uh genes i don't know if that's the right word i'm not a scientist sure. but yeah it takes multiple of these things to click in the line like one of those little uh puzzles to actually slide it out and unlock what that that super form what we would call a super form yeah um, and then if you take that super form and bring it back to something that's normal you may get an entire gamut including a super form uh yeah. so i sent justin a picture of this uh this uh see i do love that that ma that email mask you sent me though and that email mask is badass she's a nut job but scully love that yeah, just she's bone, awesome. bone white head mm -hmm. like that would be yep. a fun thing to sort of expand upon look at that little duder 
Yeah. That's cool. That's but he's nice obviously a super mask, right? Like, or I'm guessing super mask. I mean, maybe. Uh, I would, I mean, is that also diffused? Yes. Yeah, that's for sure diffused and it's a completely yeah. pattern of the spell, yeah. I mean, maybe. That's the and thing. He, like, I mean, I've seen het masks that look that extreme too. So, like, I think the mask is not as simple as we think it is. That's why I don't label things not, as super yeah. mask. I don't label label things as super mask or whatever. I just say it's it's a mask. Like it's visually yeah. a mask. Yeah, he, he's a caramel diffused mask. That's what I'm, yeah. I'm calling it. But I'm, I'm but then again, like you just said, maybe that's not even mask. That's just diffused. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I the no big idea. thing is I know he's I know he's diffused because of the belly, right? It's completely right. patternless from tip of the nose to the tip of his tail. Uh yeah. and it it, it, it it I don't know. I produced some masks last year that were just masks that were definitely not diffused. I actually think I messaged you. You may have on Instagram or something, and I was like, "Look, probably." I asked this question on the corn snake thing. I kind of hate people, and I was like, "What do you think, mask or diffused?" And you're like, "Okay, well, one looks diffused and one looks mask." Oh, well, it was a diffused to head diffused. It was the same charcoal pewter project, the other project, and uh, you're like, "But that's got to be mask because it had like a couple checkers right here." And that was it. But it looked that's just it like takes. a diffused. Yeah, that's and all it, it takes though. And it was like a perfect diffuse. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's that's kind of so. That's been my thing. Oh man, y'all y'all are not ready for this transition. Uh, but yeah, the patternless bellies is what really sets off diffuse. You know what else has patternless bellies? <laughs> Motley. Motley and stripe. <laughs> so the Motley Stripe complex is probably some of the neatest genetics going on in corn snakes because as those two recessive genes go together, whether it's motley to motley, stripe to stripe, or motley to stripe, you immediately get results in pattern. Uh, mm -hmm. And these can be compounded with a lot of other things, and they have other compounded genetics out there that do more interesting things with them. Um, so I would, we kind of wanted to spend half of the show today talking about these two genes and yeah. some of the things they do. Uh, we were hoping to probably kick it off with a little bit of the history of these genes uh, from Sarah. Okay. Uh, so I brought up my own book because that's what I wrote this book for. So I wouldn't have to remember <laughs> it and keep it all in my brain. Um, Selfish promotion, sarahstakejob.com. These books are available as eBooks. If you would like them, they are history books with pictures. So I need to read them um, both again. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. So, um, so the original stripe, since I'm on the stripe page right now, uh, hatched from some Okatee stock in the mid 1980s. Um, Ernie Wagner was the one who originally sold the Okatees to a breeder in Europe. Uh, and then from those Okatees, the first stripes were produced. Uh, and then it was later on bred to Motley, of course, and found to be, uh, allelic, but recessive to Motley. So that's history number one. Is did you any follow up questions to history of stripe? Uh, no, that that's pretty exciting. So it, it originated overseas. Uh, we brought kind it over of. here. Sort kind of. Well, yeah, Ernie, it was snakes. Ernie sent ha, had the Okatees here and then sold them over there, and then it, yeah, proved out simple recessive. Uh, a mm -hmm. stripe to a, a, a absolute wild caught animal is going to give you nothing but heads. We're not going to see, yeah, he, yeah, all head stripes. We're not going to see anything. Any het markers, anything that might make well, you think that it's ah ah ah. <laughs> what is that? So het markers don't officially exist. So I'm just going to start with that. However, 
Um, if I hatch a clutch of possible het motleys or possible het stripes, I can, with about 75% accuracy, pick out the ones that have the het and which ones don't. Okay. Um, it's not 100%, um, but that's a similar percentage as like a het palmetto, picking out a het palmetto uh, from a possible het clutch. And it's about the same as picking out a het cinder from a het cinder clutch. So um, it's What something. would we be um, looking for in a het stripe while we're on stripe? Um, so both motley and stripe are going to be the same. Um, as far as their like het marker, if that's what you want to call it. Um, a lot of times they'll have no pattern on the belly, like maybe up to the first third or so of their body, but sometimes less than that. Sometimes just where you might expect like two or three layers of checkers to be, there's just nothing there. And yeah. also uh, on the back where the spots would normally start, usually there are one to two to five to 10 spots going down to at least like a third to a half the body. Um, I say at least up to about a half of the body. Um, I think the most I've ever seen in a het motley that was not visual because I bred her to a motley and I got some normal. So I know that she was not a visual motley. Um, she appeared to be almost 100% motley and she had just a few belly checkers at like the last third of her like of her body there uh okay. and the top of her looked almost completely motley but she wasn't she's not a motley so um that's that's just fun fact um if you breed possible hat motleys or stripes any of them that look like they are like partially motley good chance of that, that one's ahead not a guarantee hmm. not a guarantee can't but ever it's... guarantee those things but but okay and then we're going to go to the history of motley history of motley um, so Dr. Bernard Bechtel, who was also the person who found the original amelanistic mutation, also found the first motleys in 1972. Wow. And, um, yeah, a long time ago, it was around the same time as the amel first came about. Uh, and I believe that he found her just in like a pet store or something. Uh, I don't oh, wow. think she was a wild guy. I think she was kind of, uh, I don't remember exactly. I don't have that in front of me right now but i believe from my memory that she may have come from a pet store or some other uh i don't think she was wild caught and uh but he did get her as a baby and raised her up and in 77 um bred her and then eventually proved it, the mutation to be recessive okay so stripe we're talking about stripe this stripe. is a very different looking animal than a motley yes though they are yes. both pattern mutations yes both have completely patternless bellies. Yes. A visual of either is completely patternless belly. Our motley is going to have saddles that start to connect, uh, sometimes towards the neck, sometimes just a couple. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes the connection of those saddles will actually create a stripe down the back, mm -hmm. uh, but it will not be the saddle that creates the stripe. It will be the in-between of the saddle, the base color. That is yeah, the, the ground color. Ground yeah, color. so the, the center stripe will be the ground color. Okay. I say the center stripe, the that's the one that goes like immediately down the spine. But then, yeah. sorry, I'm dropping stuff. And then the two darker ones, of course, that go from the side of the head downward, which is what you're going to probably, that's what you're going to see in a stripe. In yes. a pinstripe, it's similar, but it's usually a thinner, a thinner yeah. stripe in a pinstripe. And the um, fun thing about pinstripes is pinstripe is actually a motley. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love these jeans. So, yeah. and a sunspot is actually a stripe yes that is on the other yes okay so now yeah. we're going to so talk the other about way. the actual visual of a stripe so visual stripe can have a bunch of different 
uh, there's there's two stripes right down all the way down the back. Usually yep. start around the nape of the neck. Uh, yep. Sometimes running all the way to the tip of the tail. Usually, uh, yeah. They are usually the border color, if I'm correct. Saddle color. Saddle color. There's um, no borders. Yeah, you you lose borders in both motleys and stripes, to some extent. I believe you can have Mostly, a little bit yeah. of bordering. I yeah. mean, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you can still kind of see it. But and yeah. I'm working on a, an Okatee motley project, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Okay. So we we lose our borders, and mm -hmm. now our saddle color is is very thin stripes down the back, but that can be a full stripe. Mm -hmm. It can be a vanishing stripe, which only goes about. Yep. A I, I'm, I have a vanishing stripe annery uh, that I bred this year that I actually hatched out here. And dude, he literally almost doesn't have stripes anymore. He mm -hmm. looks like a yellow to brown to gray snake. And I love him. He's really neat. Yeah. Uh, and then you can have cube stripe, mm -hmm. which almost looks motley. <laughs> which does. It can. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where those, um, those two border or i'm sorry you said border now i'm thinking border um the i'm sorry about that, colored yeah. yeah the blotch colored the saddle colored stripes kind of um start meeting in the middle again yeah yeah and and then you could have sunspot stripe yeah which is where they only meet in the middle yes. and only periodically over the top of the body correct the reverse motley Yes. It's almost like a reverse. It's literally like a reverse. It is. So yeah. we see. And then there's reverse stripes as well, which they, the stripe combines about a third of the way down. And there's just one single dark colored stripe that goes all the way down back. Ah, like almost the opposite of a vanishing stripe. It's the like opposite a... of a pin stripe. Okay. Ah, yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> see the vanishing yeah. stripe thing. That's, I don't know. So I picked up two corns from Daytona and May, this is this is like the perfect episode to talk about it because one of them is the cinder that's supposed to be a tesser stripe. I showed Chris. He's like, yeah, it's just a vanishing stripe, which tesser stripes look like vanishing stripes. Sometimes. I, here, I, have, I, I prepared a picture. Okay. <laughs> there are pictures. Because it's just that's, I, that's what I'm here for. That Listen, Ultimo people call Tetra. me about this all day, every day. They're like, will you identify my corn snake for me? I'm going <laughs> to send you the worst photos ever. Sarah, this is actually a fake episode. We just wanted to know what the snake was. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're Dang it, recording. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> the, but um, that's why we're talking about this, because the yeah. combination of these genes. Okay. Okay, I can see that that's a tessera. That is a tessera? It's a tessera yeah. stripe. It's a cinder tessera stripe. But does the vanishing stripe... brain i produced tessera stripes this year the tessera stripe it's and the, it's the same ahead. thing they're not the same thing but they look the same so vanishing stripes do not always have tesseras but tessera the tessera's stripe almost always vanishes at least two-thirds of the way down sometimes higher up on the body than that i have seen a rare few where there are tiny traces of the stripes left near the end of the tail but yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. If yeah, you told I, I mean I, that I named him Firewire because of the red. Firewire, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I think that part of the um confusion with this guy is the cinder, because cinder also changes the number of saddles. Ah, uh, yeah. And that's why Cinder and Sunkiss don't get along very well, which I know that's something we were gonna talk about a little bit later potentially, but we can talk about it now if you want, since we're sort of here. See, I don't uh, know, like that's what I'm they're confused. Is because like seeing so that this still and not be seeing tessera. sort of the 
Yeah, like not. Is that also though... Sunkissed? No, it's a, it's supposed to be a cinder. Cinder test for stripe is what it was sold as. Maybe it's just the lighting. It looks very orange to me. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the lighting for sure on that. But he's he's straight gray with the with like good nice okay. burgundy like burnt red. Yeah. Okay. See, that looks like a whole different snake because yeah, of the light. The lighting. So my understanding, and and, the, and this is you know just just wrong, uh, was <laughs> that when you took Tessera in either Motley or Stripe, it did the same thing. No. See, and like this one is a, oh, to be a Tessera. This was from Mike Falcon. He called it a Tessera fader, uh -huh. and I was like, well, what's that about? And he's like, oh yeah, it's just some stuff that comes out of you know this clutch, this pairing that I put together. It's and probably. It's it looks like a combination of potentially mask and maybe like a pinstripe motley or something. Maybe something like that. Cause mask can make that look happen too. And it's definitely got a weird head pattern. So it wouldn't yeah, surprise me. I don't me. know. This one was so interesting. I just, I had to get it. I was like, it's, For sure. it's so cool yeah. looking. I was like, I don't know. You know, it I could even be diffused. kind of like meh, but I don't know. I was just, I was like, that thing's going to look red in, in yeah. a short amount of time. So who knows? But he had a so Justin, is it best Chris again was like if I send stripe. if I send pictures to you through Facebook Messenger, probably right because you're on your computer. Yeah, I'll just I'll download them and I'll because, just put them into the same folder. So Sarah, on that one here, and this looks like it might be blue, like a blood red or diffused plus mask plus tessera plus maybe a hypotype. Well, what see, because it? It, it has the the break that you had mentioned yeah. in your in your video there. Yeah, it's, it's 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 supposed to be a ultra, is what it. That makes sense. Yeah. I, so. See, I labeled that some, one. I pinned that one as an ultra male motley. Some tesseras still. I mean, I can't. It's really. It's hard kind to of where see. it washes out. That's like crazy on this one, right? Yeah. So one thing back. that. That Don Soderberg mentioned to me at one point was some tesseras have a break at the tail, but as long as the stripe continues to the tip of the tail, that's really what matters. And like I've had some disagreement with that, but this one, I mean, if it's supposed to be a tessera, it looks like I mean it looks like a tessera to me. Yeah, I, I mean this one looks more like the tessera stripe thing than I than the other one does. And that's why when Chris yeah. was like, Yeah, that looks like a vanishing stripe, I was like, Okay, that kind of makes sense because it's not the solid line sort of down the back that you see with that cinder guy. Yeah, it could and, be and to everybody listening in your car, yeah. I'm sorry. This, this is <laughs> sorry, gonna end up yeah. being a visual. Uh yeah, this is definitely I yeah, I highly recommend anybody actually watch this video if you care. Because about there's so part. much variation in these in these these phenotypes and that's why that's what yeah we were trying to kind of talk about is is you can you know it's it's a lot <laughs> it is yeah and i, I think that the other one is the not table. a stripe the ultra he is was not surrounded a by a bunch of okay yeah this guy the cinder guy was surrounded by a bunch of het scalus and het palmetto stuff and he was the only one that didn't have that on his cup and he was sitting there for like 90 bucks and i was like hey that's a pretty good deal here i was yeah. like Hell yeah! I was like, "Give me your, you know, here's my money, dude. <laughs> Take my money." Like he's so yeah, cool he's looking. Really I was cool. like, I don't even care. What it is. So if you have a, a normal vanishing stripe, there's still a chance it could be tessera as well. I would say that's unlikely, but okay. possible. So when it comes to the, so, 
it's hard for me to express in words sometimes, and <laughs> I may not always be a hundred percent correct. However, what I have, I know, I'm not perfect, and I know that surprises a Out. lot of people. <laughs> no, but, unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. Um, we'll need you to fix that. So, Tessera plus Stripe. The stripe vanishes differently okay. than a vanishing stripe. And the way when I say that, I mean a vanishing stripes stripe tends to just sort of not vanish there at the end of the tail. It just sort of like, yeah. like oh, there's stripes, and then there's like not stripes anymore. Um, but the tessera stripes, you can almost see as you go down the body, the stripe kind of dissipates. And it yeah. kind of just, you can still see it further down the body. It just dissipates more and more as opposed yeah. to a vanishing stripe where it doesn't, there's not a whole lot of that dissipation. It's just kind of just stops. Kind of right? just yeah. gone at some okay. point. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's so from my experience, a vanishing stripe that is not a tessera um, is a lot more abrupt in the way that the stripe vanishes and the, the stripes tend to, they have a lot more contrast from my experience. Um, yes, but then okay. like, because of that contrast, especially as babies, it's really easy to see that drop off from where the stripe is like there and versus not there. But like then with the tessera stripes, that stripe, there's no like defined like spot where you can't like see the stripe anymore. It kind of is like, it kind of just fades out yeah. very slowly until like, by the time you get to the end of the tail, there's just no stripe there anymore. Yeah. And you're not really so, sure where it stopped. I, I've proved these guys out for a couple of years. This is my fourth year producing these. This is a textbook Tessera Motley. Okay. So when Tessera and Motley go together, is this kind of the general phenotype you would see? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It looks like a pinstripe. Yeah. Like a really nice pinstripe. And it has like perfectly blown out sides. You have to break at the tail every time. And, yeah. And I'd say more often than not, you don't have those little breaks on the stripe. Uh, right. And, and so this is from a visual Motley Tessera Ultramel het stripe to a het Motley. So this is going to be an Ultramel stripe. Potentially yeah. a Tessera. Okay. Yeah. See, that's <laughs> that's one. Can you pan up to its head again? Or, or at least zoom out or something? Okay. Um, yeah, so that's that's a funny one, but I would probably pin it as a a potential tessera. Um, because you can almost see, I know you can't hardly like I'm just gonna point at the screen and you're yeah. not gonna know what I'm pointing at. But uh, okay, so stop right about okay, just just take the mouse and just like go down until I say to stop. Just down the body. Uh, can you do it? I'm trying. Put it, it's okay. I believe in you. Put it on its spine. My internet's struggling. Yeah, yeah. It's on its spine. Oh, you, no, you're not, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to say, about midway down the body, I yeah. can kind of see it, like, right where the base of your thumb is. If you go straight over from the yeah. base of your thumb to the snake's body, you can almost see where the two stripes sort of start blending and almost become one stripe going down yeah. the middle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know that that's very similar to what we talked about with the reverse stripe, but the stripe continues to dissipate more and more as you continue to go down the body from there. Yeah. 
Whereas if it was a reverse stripe, that stripe would be more prominent still. And that is what I mean when I say like a tessera stripe, the stripe just dissipates differently. And that okay. to me looks more like a tessera stripe dissipation as opposed to a um, vanishing stripe. Because a vanishing yeah. stripes, stripes are going to pretty much remain parallel entirely. And this is parallel, yes, but it also sort of comes together a little yeah. bit one of the other things that kind of pins that as a tessera stripe to me is the side is perfect but it also has a little bit of that pinstriping down the side which is what we see in the mot see so motley tesseras i've been producing for a while and it was just this year where i think i got some tessera stripes and i wasn't pinning them as tessera stripes because you, you can't you know you can but it, you know it's a very difficult you're combining similar genetics um, yeah but with the Motley Tesseras, you get that kind of perfect. I, I've always just called them perfect stripes. Yeah. I, I love Motley Tesseras. I, I love yeah. Motley Tesseras. Um, and it, it, because it creates such a clean snake, and you mm -hmm. still get a lot of the visuals of saddle color, uh, of obviously base color, ground color, um, and, and you, you just get the sharpness of, of the two things combined. But it's kind of yeah. neat because, Sarah, let's just say, I have my stripe or my motley and I decide to breed either or to sunkist. What's going to happen? Yeah, normals. Well, no, no, no. Okay. So I have motley. <laughs> Damn it. I had to think of my wife just walked out too and I was just staring at her and I was like, did I just, did I just say something dumb? Okay. So I, I've got a, a, a I've got a, I've got a two Motley Head Sunkist. So okay. what, what's the double visual going to look <laughs> That's like? Different. That's different. That's yeah, different. Uh, but also Motley and Stripe will do different things as well. Yeah. So a Sunkist Motley is just going to look like a really clean looking Sunkist usually. I've seen some Sunkist Motleys. I think Joe Peck has a pair that look like Motley. They, they, they look like a typical Motley. Uh, with a sunkiss head pattern yeah that it's got a little bit of a sunkiss yeah but most of the time every literally every other one that i've seen aside from that pair that joe peck has um every single one it just looks like a really clean clean looking sunkiss uh with sometimes still some belly checkers really with other things uh which is why so I was even though about, it's visual motley mm -hmm. you'll still get belly checkers yep because yep, sunkiss does not play well with other things yeah so you will potentially, not always, but for every one that I've had, had some belly checkers, even if it was just like a third of what you would expect, um, yeah. but still visual, like still like genetically motley. Okay. Um, not that way with stripe though, when, miss yeah, it, when you mix it with sunkissed. Sunkissed stripes look like sunspots, like yes. reverse motleys, as we kind of talked about earlier. And uh, they don't ever have any checkers on the belly from what I've ever experienced. Yeah, I'm trying to find a, a picture of my honey stripe. Yeah, he he has a honey stripe, which is will be a great example for what you're talking about, which is which is kind of you know the the funny thing. A sun kiss motley usually looks kind of like a hypo motley kind of a funky head pattern, like you said. But now it sounds like you can even revert with sun kiss because, like you said, sun kiss sun kiss messes a lot of things up. It does uh, enhances a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, it's a super cool gene just in, in, in general we could probably do a whole podcast on sunkist and what it messes up and what it fixes and what it makes better um yeah doesn't it make everything it, better though uh not motley's it sounds like 
I mean, it doesn't, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't, I would say that Motley helps Sunkist look prettier, but Sunkist does not do anything for Motley. Huh. But then you take Stripe and put and Stripe Sunkist makes Sunkist it. look prettier. Yeah. Everything makes Sunkist, I don't know, whatever. They all look pretty to me. Yeah, the, the regular Dookie ones are pretty exciting still. But yeah, so your Sunkist Stripe, uh, is a very weird thing. And, and like I said, Justin's going to pull up a picture for us. You start getting that spotting. The head has all that sun-kissed speckling on it almost always. Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you put caramel in it, then you kind of like intensify that look. Uh, though I don't think it, I don't think caramel has anything to do with the pattern. Uh, but you get the, you, you can definitely define the look a little more. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think he's going to pull it up right now. Another weird interaction with Stripe, but not with Motley. Um, Weird in a different way. Yeah, but we have a very exciting, uh, no spoilers about what happens when you take Motley and breed it to Stripe. We're not going to tell anybody yet. <laughs> because that's that's the funnest one for me because it pissed me off the first time I found out. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. There's yeah. a awesome example of a... I freaking love that snake. Stripe. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because I that's also a really, really high quality one for sure. I the only honeys. only saddle that has any squaring off is that like third, third one there. Everything mm -hmm. else is perfectly round. But it was sold well, as a honey I mean, motley, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a motley. It's just a weird looking motley." Sure, yeah, it's a motley. It's a reverse. I mean, if motley. you want it to be a motley, reverse. Motley. Sure. <laughs> so, so Sarah, just because maybe I haven't seen it, I definitely haven't seen it. What happens if you put Tessera in that in a sunkiss stripe? Would you have like kind of a vanishing sunkiss stripe kind of action? I don't think I've ever seen it either. I'll be honest. I don't. Uh, is that what that is? No, that Funny. is a. Uh, no, this is, this that's a, a that's a honey tessera right there. That's, that's a honey tessera. There's no stripe or reptile or, special or, right there. Right. Okay. Stripe or motley in there. That's just that's, a honey tessera. That's just a good looking snake. Right. Yeah, it is a really <laughs> nice snake. Jigsaw. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it either. Um, I would be interested in seeing it because yeah, again, what happens when you put this? Sunkist is a boss, and yeah. it will not be overruled. So I wonder what would happen. So okay, either Motley or Stripe. Are there any other genetics that we would we would know kind of right off the bat that interact with those? Uh, interact with Motley and Stripe. So obviously you we we've seen like Motley yeah. diffuse. Yeah, yeah. So Terrazzo, cool one. Um, so what does Terrazzo do? So Terrazzo, I just saw this recently uh, on on Facebook. So from what I remember, a Terrazzo Motley looks kind of like a stripe, and okay. a Terrazzo Tessera looks kind of like a pinstripe. And I don't think I've seen a Terrazzo stripe, but I'm pretty sure it would also just look like a stripe. Okay. Yeah, because Terrazzo is kind of like a just a stripe variant, more or less, right? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, it's just a different kind of stripe. Terrazzo is kind of like recessive Tessera, almost a little bit. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's somewhere in between Tessera and stripe, like it's its own weird <laughs> thing. Um, and it's very extremely variable. Yes, Terrazzo. Is that what you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I really it's, like Terrazzo. Like, yeah, I don't like striped morphs just in general i like i like pinstripe motley's but i don't really like tessera that much i don't i don't like stripe if i was going to get into a genetic stripe 
it would be a terrazzo type. Okay. Because I just don't, I don't know. I feel like regular stripes are too boring as adults. And then uh, I like pinstripes just because I think they're, I think they're cool because they're supposed to be spotted and they're not. But yeah, uh, yeah if I get it a stripe, it would be a terrazzo because I just think their colors and their, their contrast can be so high. And I like that a lot. Um, let me take a quick look at a list to see if I can jog my memory on anything that doesn't, that Motley or Stripe looks weird with. Um, this will not take me very long, I promise. So is there I anything seen... as far as like the cubes though, when you pair cubes with the other variations of that, do you see any difference or is it just kind of a mix of... Cube? Is that you said cube? Yeah, he kind of yeah. cut out, but he... Okay, sorry, that. I didn't quite hear you. Um, so cube is a weird one. Sorry, I'm, I'm playing with scissors over here. That's what I'm doing for fun right now. Um, so since cube is just genetically striped, anytime you outcross it to anything else, there's a, a less of a chance you will get cubes, even if you breed it into stripe. So, uh, so if you have like a cube stripe and you just breed it to a regular stripe, there's not as much of a chance that you will get cubes because it's selectively bred. Now you can, but there's like... It's kind of like blending, like if you were to breed, you know, if you were to breed like an Okatee with a borderless, you're going to get like a nice mix of everything. And that's similar how it's, how it's going to be with Cube. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to not directly answer that question right now because I'm going to think about it. But um, Motley with Cinder is one that can look really weird. Cinder also okay. doesn't look well with others, which yeah. is why Cinder and Sunkissed don't play well with each other. They make they shatters. Well and they sure. make really cool patterns. Yeah, shatters are, shatters are really neat. Uh, obviously, scaleless, scaleless is weird. Just scaleless hates everything. Yeah. Yeah, scaleless is weird. But that's about it. I mean, as far as things that look weird when mixed with Motley or Stripe, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, most things are pretty straightforward. Um, I'm looking at Ian's Vivarium right now. Just yeah, yeah. Ace morphs to see if anything yeah. triggers my brain, but because none of the hypotypes really do anything, uh, none of the anery types, uh, yeah, you know, Obviously, yeah, and, and, ultra like none of those things are really gonna mess with it, yeah. So, the the neat combo wombo is if I take a visual motley, uh, not het for anything, and a visual stripe that is not het for anything, and I pair those two snakes together, I should just get het motley, het stripes, right? Sarah, right? And I could not imagine anything else would happen. Yeah. But what is special about them? <laughs> They're all visual Motley. Yeah. So why, why is that? It's because Motley is dominant over Stripe. But it happens on the same locus, I believe, right? In the genetics? Yeah. 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 But uh, so I like to think of it similar to how Tessera interacts with normal. So let's okay. assume that Tessera and normal are on the same allele, even though like that's not really how it works. Normal is not like an allele. But um, if you breed a Tessera to a normal, like let's say you have a homozygous Tessera and you breed it to a homozygous normal, which is just yeah. nothing, you're going to get all Tesseras yeah. for normal. And then when you breed those two Tesseras together, you could get a chance of normals. Yes. Okay. So it's the same way with Motley and Stripe, just because they're on the same locus one gene, the motley, uh, is visually dominant over okay. the stripe. And so even though the stripe is homozygous, similar to like our normal being homozygous, like the reason that I do this is because normal, the normal look is recessive to the tessera look. And so yeah. it's the closest like 
thing that we have that we can really compare. Uh, so if you breed a homozygous motley to a homozygous stripe, they're all going to be visual motleys just because motley is visually dominant. And then, of course, when you breed the motleys hat stripe together, that's when you have your chance of getting stripes. And so it's the same way if you have a homozygous tessera, you breed it to a homozygous normal, uh, you get all tesseras, but then in that second generation, you'll have a chance of getting normals. Because those are all now heterozygous tesseras, uh -huh. even though they're visual. Yeah. Because so tessera only takes one gene to be, yeah. Yeah. Because like you said, tessera and normal kind of fall on that same allelic. You could say that. Yeah. I just use yeah, that yeah. as an example because it's not no, no, it's not really true, but, but it's, it's a, just an example to compare the two yeah. in your in your brain. The only difference is that both Motley and Stripe are also visually recessive to normal. Which is I have found the most amazing thing about it. You know, we, we have the Ultramel in the hobby, which I think yeah. is a really neat combination because it yeah. is only favorite. visible. Yeah, it's only visual if it's het ultra, het amel. A yeah. visual ultra is kind of like a like a hypo, a hypo. A hypotype. Yeah. And then a visual amel, we all know what that looks like. But for some reason, when you get the two together, that's why you never breed ultra male to ultra male. Well, I mean, you can. You uh, can. But the best yeah. the best pairing is ultra male to, to amel. Right? Yeah, because now you you're get half get and a, half. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of those similar genes where you can have a like my my male one of my males is a visual motley het stripe, and I pair him to a striped female or a het stripe female. I get a little bit of both. I get a little bit of motley, a little bit of stripe, which is kind of fun. Uh, yeah. They're, but he's also tessera, so that also sucks because tessera stripes kind of suck to figure out. Um, yeah. And, and and tessera motleys are usually tessera motleys for me have been textbook like i know exactly what a tessera yep. motley looks like uh and, yeah. and it's it's so funny because people will be like is that a tessera motley is this a tessera motley is this a tessera motley and you're like no 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 and then the second somebody's like is this a tessera motley and you're like yeah absolutely that's exactly what they all look like now yeah. that can get messed up with other genetics getting in there your cinders your sun kiss and stuff like that uh but yeah so so that's that's kind of the neat mystery it's not a miss it's actually not a mystery the best thing about this is it's not a mystery it just becomes right. a mystery when you haven't informed yourself on it, which luckily you through your 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 book, your and your 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 videos. I, I know you've done multiple videos on Stripe and Motley. Yep. Uh, yeah, I just I just made another uh, Motley one. I recorded it. Yeah. I just made one like two months ago, covering the exact same material. So no one will ever see that video because <laughs> I already made one just like it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, someone asked me specifically, like, well, what are what are the different kinds of stripes? And actually, one of my next videos that I plan on making, and it's it's a heavy one, so I haven't like delved into it yet, is uh, how to tell the difference between the tessera, tessera motley, tessera stripe, pin stripe, regular stripe. Like this whole conversation we're having yeah. is a plan for a future video. I've been typing up the script for it and looking for photos, but it is a it is a it is a beast to tackle. So I am not finished. I'm yet. sure. It, it, in, in this hobby, as far as pattern variations go, this is the most heavily contested thing that I have ever seen. You know, corn snake morphs, uh, tens of thousands of followers on Facebook, the, the corn snakes on Facebook, 30,000, tons of people. And they'll post something 
somebody be like, oh, look at this awesome Motley. And somebody be like, no, that's a Motley Tessera. And somebody be like, no, that's just a Tessera. And somebody be like, that's a pinstripe Motley. And somebody be like, no, that's a stripe. And it's like the poor person who posted it who wasn't true. Yes. Like, oh, God. Yeah. I always say that. Like, and that's why I try to generally not give people advice unless they ask. Um, or I'll just message them and be like, hey, so that thing that you posted and you said it was a Motley, it looks like it could be this. What are the parents? Let's have this discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you get these posts where you get like 10 different answers to a question that no one asked. <laughs> no one asked. Yeah. And everybody is just giving their answers anyway. Yeah. Where does, oh, where does Hurricane fit into the whole Motley? Frosted Motley. Frosted Motley. What the hell's Frosted? I also I thought, made a video specifically on a hurricane. You have, and I watched. Hurricane. I've watched almost all of them, but it's just been <laughs> over the course of the last like year plus. So there's some that I have actually gone back and rewatched, and that one has been on the on the agenda. I just haven't done it yet. Yep. So, so frosted as a term in the corn snake community has a little bit of a sketchy background because it used to be the term for the gray rat corn snake hybrid. Uh, and these hybrids had very like whited out saddles that looked like the frosting on a window in the winter. Mm -hmm. So they called the frosted corns. Nobody calls that hybrid frosted corns anymore. Nobody. Like even back when Kathy Love wrote her, uh, um, what was it? The corn snake manual, at least the copy that I have, she was already not really calling frosted, like calling that hybrid frosted. They were using the frosted term to mean the look of uh, the yeah, frosted, yeah. not the hybrid. So already like back in the like 90s, this term was not really being used as a hybrid term anymore. Some people will still use it as that. So you got to be careful when we're talking about this. We are specifically talking about the, the frosted look and not the hybrid. Um, but essentially it's when the snake does not have as much pigment within the saddles and it does kind of look like, um, you know, the frosting on a window, which is why we just call it frosted. Um, and so when you breed this frosting into really good, nice, uh, uniform motley, you get hurricane, uh, and hurricanes are usually annery types. So a lot of people originally thought that they were like Okatee anneries because it looks like, like they have these dark rings mm -hmm. around their, their spots. They're cool. And people think that that's Okatee. Um, however, it's, it's not. The only reason that that dark ring looks like a dark ring is because everything around it is whited out. And so, um, and you don't see too many really good hurricanes that are not annery. And I think part of that at least from my experience, is because the red pigments will still show up in a normal hurricane. So, because okay. um, I've hatched a few normal hurricanes that as babies, perfect hurricanes. Perfect, yeah. beautiful, just like great contrast. But then as soon as that red and orange started coming in, it you can't hardly tell that they're hurricanes anymore. It's only the snakes that really are lacking in red. So you can see really nice hurricane spots in like lavender motleys. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen a charcoal or I'm sorry, a, a cinder motley with one or that was like a hurricane, but not a lot of people do cinder and motley anyway. Um, but yeah, anery is a really Love popular that. anything that's like ghost or anything like that. I have a cinder motley Wait, uh, from Carol yeah. Huddleston's zombie line. Nice. Uh, and it is a definitely a unique motley type. Uh, mm -hmm. Even the zombie motleys, because that's what they, all the zombies are motleys. Uh, is that right? true? I think so. 
I don't think that's true. I, I don't know. I I've, think that most I've of the zombies never originated lied. in uh, in my, uh, Miami. Yes. Yes. I don't know. My dad had a lavender motley when I was a kid, and that thing had that hurricane look to it, and that yep. thing yeah. was freaking it's killer. Crazy. I've never seen yeah. another one like it. Yeah, yes. I, I really person. like. I have one of those, and they're the, really pretty. The Het Cinder motleys and the Cinder motleys have a very neat motley pattern. They do. But then you could devoid all of that out of a motley, and then isn't it true you could also line breed your motleys for specific patternings? Yeah. If you had two pinstripe motleys paired them together, you're going to get predominantly pinstripe motleys. You're not going to pop out a hurricane or a very... Well, I mean, probably. Although, <laughs> I, have, so I say that because I, I have... So my pair of um, of possible head goldens, my two adults that are siblings that I bred for years, the pair that I held back from them last year, I held them back because one of them is a pinstripe and one of them is a hurricane. That's kind of cool. So I was like... And they've never produced yeah. a, that before. They, I mean, they produce motleys, but... Yeah. Nothing that like specific, and so I named them um, the Piglin, the Pinstripe, and Hoglin, the Hurricane Motley. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, yeah, I, I have kind <laughs> of found Motleys are a little bit more for me, and this is just just in my experience, and it, and it is limited. Motleys are a little bit more controlled. If I have two similar Motleys and I bring them together, I get more similar Motleys. Where a stripe yeah. necessarily isn't. If I take a stripe to a head stripe. Or I have never done stripe to stripe. Uh, I get much more of a variation in my stripes. I'll get cube stripes, more lottery yeah. stripes, yeah. more just typical stripes, or vanishing mm -hmm. stripes. Um, yeah, I noticed that too. Stripes are a little less predictable. Yes. I really like both. The last few years, I've really focused on producing stripes. And now that I've raised a few stripes uh, to breeding or to close to breeding, um, I kind of am finding that I like the motley a little more i love motley motley is yeah. probably my favorite pattern mutation it's uh, but the, amazing, and they're yeah. also like highly variable i mean you yeah. you don't know what you're gonna get i mean kind of sometimes it depends that's the thing like i i have always found motley to be very not controlled either except for some of the selectively bred things like if you have a really good hurricane motley yeah. that's probably going to pass on if you have a really good pinstripe molly that's probably going to pass on um so i mean but i've also gotten ones where i'll have two like i have two perfect hurricane motley anneries that yeah. are both at amel and stripe and i get the weirdest stuff out of that pair they just so, just some of them are pin stripes some of them are cube stripes some of them are regular motley some of them are really nice hurricane motley some of them yeah. look like ended motleys i don't know they're siblings and they're from a, a really nice hurricane line yeah but they just throw random crap at me and i you start getting your variation i have to label them i don't know i had some from that clutch that i sold I say that clutch. I've had multiple clutches with the same pair. I sold last year and the person sent me an update photo. One of the babies that hatched out perfectly black and white is like a super light gray and brown. It like looks like a ghost now. Yeah. And I have no idea. There's no hypo. I don't know. It What's just, <laughs> that's what, I mean, this is going to kind of devoid <laughs> off of the Motley and Stripe. One of the most amazing things about breeding these snakes is there's so much variation in just these base things that we're talking about that people are so definitive when we talk. I, I, I'm co-hosting a 
corn corn snake podcast. And I'm literally sitting here and being like, I, I've bred these animals for, for many years. I've collected these animals for many years. Is that stripe got Tessera or does it not? Does it maybe, you know, now you got to prove it out. And it's one of the neatest things about this is the only way we can find definitives is through years of work, right? And, years and, of work. And it's, and my, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that I think like an Annery Motley or an Albino Motley are two of the coolest looking corn snakes you can get. Yeah. You, you take me to show and give me a give me an albino motley. Annery motley for sure. Yeah, Annery motleys are cool, and it's 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 so funny that these two an an, an AML corn snake and an Annery corn snake are two of the most talked down morphs in this hobby. Right? They are ball python. Yeah. People are like, "What are you gonna do? Produce an albino corn snake?" Guess what? Every single one of my albino corn snakes sold for seventy-five to one hundred dollars at every show I've ever been to, and they're some of the first ones people pick up, and they walk right past your ball pythons. Oh and yeah, they do. And, and it's—I I know that that's not a lot, lot of money, right? I'm not—I'm not selling the farm over. Right, I'm, I'm Mr. Moneybags, <laughs> right? But but a hundred bucks is—you it, know—there's something to say when you see these animals. And one of the things I want to look up is I have an Amel Motley that she is. She has successfully not bred for me two years in a row. I've probed her over a billion times. She is definitely yeah. female. She is definitely ready. And she just, you know, maybe she just doesn't want to. And that's okay. She's, she could be male picky. I've had some females that are very picky with the males they will allow near them. I think that's what happened with that one other wild-caught female that I've been raising up for like three or four years now. That I had that Castagna Motley male in with her for like an extended period of time. And nothing yeah. happened. Just not having it. No, whatever. Here, I'm gonna. Send Does she picture. flip out, or is she just like not interested? Um, little this, little that. Yeah. One thing I have done with picky females, which is a little manipulative, <laughs> but they're snakes, Gave so I'm not really sure. a couple glasses of wine. Told them it was gonna be all right. And... Um, but I'll get the female out and I'll handle her pretty rigorously for about ten to fifteen minutes before throwing a male in with her. And they get kind of too tired to run away. And they're just like, <laughs> I know this. I'm just like, how is this bad? I don't know if this is bad. But it's not bad. It doesn't always work. But I, I know of lychee breeders around. that literally take the head of the female and the head of the male, wrap them up with electrical tape, and then literally take the females, anyways, wrap them up with electrical tape so that they'll breed. Because instead wow. they just fight the shit out of each other. And yeah, so no, <laughs> don't do that. By the way, it's bad. Don't do that. Please don't. That was that's yeah. terrifying. No, I'm I'm over here just like, hey girl, I'm just gonna pick you up and hold you for 15 yeah. minutes. Hope you don't. And mind. you're like, I don't know. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's bad. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's crazy. You know, it's funny. I've I've heard people say stuff like that about king snakes, and it's so funny. King snakes are so excited to breed. They. The female never tries to eat the male when they're breeding. It's always right after. So just keep your eyes on them. Just watch then, them. Yeah. Just watch them. And then the female will try to eat the male almost every time. Uh, it's super fun. Um, it's super fun. And, and king snakes breed for like up to 12 hours. They're See, that's like, why I like Alterna. I've never had to worry about that with Alterna because they're the anti-king snake, king snake. I do well, love well, Alterna. Oh. There's some gorgeous snakes. They're so amazing. I, I the ones I hatched here. I, I hatched some stuff. I have a, a a high black project from F1 to F1. Nice. Uh, same locality, same cut. Uh, and I have a male. I call him the Dark Knight. He is almost solid black. Wow. And he went to a very dark Blair's face female. And I got 
some of the best looking baby alterna That's I have fun. ever seen. I haven't really posted pictures of them. I've sent some to Justin. Dude, have fun with those. They're alterna phase. Well, they're I, I, five out of seven. I Justin love alterna, but I, I ain't ever, about it. I ain't ever breed them again. I almost got more alternate eating than you do Dion's. I don't want to hear about it, brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. I'm here for it. Uh, but it's funny. The Montane Kings, uh, Leonis, I bred this year. Uh, Alterna, I bred this year. And I've heard the same about Mex Mex, uh, Greer Eye stuff. They breed for like seconds. They go in. They're super aggressive breeders. They get the, they get it's it going. Team sticks it. Yeah. My, my, man, my man's in. He's out. And then it's so funny. They just separate. And they just leave each other alone. Yeah. You can leave them overnight. They're not going to do anything. Getula. Methropeltis. The hours and hours and hours, and there's semen everywhere in the tub. And, and dude, it's so funny. Afterwards, the female is just like, oh, this is so stupid. Leave me alone. And she'll try to eat the male sometimes. And then the male, you can literally pick him up, and he looks like a limp noodle. He's just <laughs> it's like, bro. Hey, you know what? It took a lot out of him. Yeah, and, and it's so funny. He's I did probably it trying to get the job done while she's busy wrapped around him trying to eat him <laughs> what, what i did east when i bred eastern black King, black kings and then this year when i bred the conjuncta and and hearing stories from other people they just breed and breed and breed and breed the male just keeps going it keeps going it keeps going it keeps going and then they're all done and the males just sitting there pretty much dead and the females like ah, homie looking delicious you know? <laughs> homie looking delicious taking so advantage we, of him when he's in this stephen hawking mood <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then your alterna, you, you put them together, and in seconds they're breeding. You know, after uh, you know, there's 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 a lot more that goes into breeding alterna oh, in yeah. preparation. Uh, in, you know, the the uh, the brumation, the feeding, the the how you're introducing them, and and then it's so funny, they breed in like seconds, and then you're just like, oh my god, you're disgusting. Like, please stay away from me. <laughs> I know you were just inside me, but please go away. Yeah, it's like I know just that I love this. Months like in you. prep for this, and it's over. Like, okay. Uh, Whatever, but hey, Justin, did that picture go through yet? Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked at my phone. So, so oh, I, I sent it on the Facebook Messenger. I don't know how this is. Uh, I actually do not know how technology works. And if anybody ever asks me, I'm oh, so that's sorry. Okay. Uh, it's oh, yeah, I almost saved this one and, and put it up just because on the topic of, of Motley's and things, y'all young kids get this. I just don't. I'm old. Uh, I'm super, I'm way older than both of y'all, like 10 how years old older than both of y'all. I'm about to be 38. He's got that bad shit going You're on. You're ten years older than me. You're only eight years old. You're less than eight years older than me. Well, then I look ten years older than you. How about that? You're not. Don't even go <laughs> no, there. no argument there. You old bitch. You old, you old bastard. Uh, what? One of the things that I think people need to find appreciation in uh, with Motley and Stripe. Uh, Stripe is a very polarizing morph. Uh, you find people that just love Stripe corn snakes. You find people that just don't. That's not their thing. Sarah, you were saying earlier, yeah, Stripes aren't your favorite. Yeah. As, stri- as stripes age, regardless, they wash out a little bit, right? You're not yeah. going to get an adult stripe that's going to have kind of that very defining. I'm hoping that some of those ultra male anneries that I might have produced this year are going to kind of have some really neat stuff as they get older. Also, might end up with a piece of bubble gum. Uh, but you're you're or like a like a bass bait, you know what I mean? Uh, but motley is something that almost as it goes through its ontogenic change, gets better, and yeah. I think. People Intensifies. people need to keep this. People need to keep their eyes on your AML Motleys, your Annery Motleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, I've never seen a charcoal Motley. I know it exists, right? Like this is a, yeah. a simple combination, uh, but it's got to be cool looking, right? Like, I mean, yeah, it looks like a. a weirdly enough, the charcoal Motleys I've seen look very Annery, like normal Annery, like huh. as babies. Like yeah. I've I've always been surprised at how high the contrast is. I don't think I've ever seen an adult one though in person. So I, I, I can't say about that. I 
can't imagine it's much off, right? Like, cause probably I don't know. Not. It's probably uh, the charcoal with a motley pattern. Some of your some of your motley snows really look special. Uh, oh yeah. The the depth of a snow uh, can really go more than people think. Uh, snows can people think that snows are just gonna end up white, There's right? No, They're yeah. not. <laughs> they're not at all snows are some of the most visually appeasing uh morph combos out there you know your, your blizzards uh which i've seen your your albino charcoals they're, they're really neat uh they're really they're white. white they're white snakes <laughs> they're adults they have some patterning um i don't find them as exciting i find a palmetto much more exciting if you're kind of looking at something like that you get more pattern you get more depth to it it's a little more different um but yeah, your 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 motley. I mean, God, motley caramels, right? Like, we we all uh, love. Yeah, I I think that motley makes caramel look really good. I don't like caramel without motley. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't like I'd, caramel without sunkissed. I gave. Sun I gave. Nice uh, too. I just. I guess I just don't love like the base caramel morph. I love honey. working with caramel mixed with other things. Yeah. Like, just regular caramels. I just. Eh. I I really like the. Caramel, Het Cinder, Caramel, Miami stuff. I yes. really like that. That's stuff. really nice. That silver background. Yeah, that's a nice. That's a nice uh, snake. Amel Motley, right? Like we're, we're talking about two of the oldest morphs. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a pretty What's animal. Like right? never have skin on skin contact with your animals, Chris. Um. Well, Justin, as we all know, uh, I am allergic to the world, and uh, I'm not oh. proud of it. Uh, so I don't necessarily often hold my snakes without gloves, Bubble. Um, Bubble but it's lady. because I'm allergic to Aspen and mice oh. and sunlight. You know, that sucks. I would not like <laughs> you. That's that's oh. sunlight. Well, Sarah, I love to be me. Okay. So well, I'm I glad because, with... you know what? You can have your problems. <laughs> you don't want my problems. I don't want your problems. Well, which there are many. You notice in all my pictures, I'm wearing gloves, specifically extra large, uh, the nitrite, uh, nitrile gloves. If anybody wants to send me boxes, I go through about four boxes a month. Uh, they're $14.99 on Amazon. Um, it hit me up for my address. Get a wish list, um, man. Just get an Amazon wish list and post it somewhere. I posted that on my OnlyFans, but I've have it, I'm having some trouble getting traffic out there for my OnlyFans. You have uh, OnlyFans? Yeah, of course. I mean, who does it these days? You know what I mean? I don't. I don't <laughs> just because I was like, I'm I'm not I don't do that. No judgment to other people who do that, but like I feel like that website is for people who want to make a living in a certain way, and I don't want to infringe on that. That's just sort of my thing. It's like that's their space. Like chefs on there. It's like, dude, come on. I know. What, I know. what are you doing here? My, my running joke is that we're going to start an OnlyFans with the reptile group. That's going to be all dad bods with snakes. Right? That would be funny. I've, I've considered doing OnlyFans stuff just like with my snakes to do like, it. Just dressed like this. This is just my pajamas. If but if hey, I get out. one the subscriber, I've made it for life, right? One subscriber, twelve ninety nine a month. Hit me on uh, OnlyFans, uh, Gecko Daddy six nine six nine underscore six nine six nine. I mean, one subscriber, twelve ninety nine a month, right? You're gonna be able to feed my kid. She's about to be six. It's about to be her birthday. Let me know. She has a wish list. She likes LOL dolls, right? Like you know, hit me at up. that age, all uh, they do is snack, so they eat you out of house and home. Oh my God, my kid does nothing but ask for snacks. And then, like, I make dinner and she's all, I'm not hungry. I'm like, you want to know yeah, why? Then know 30 why minutes. No, mine does that. And then 30 minutes later, she's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, well, you, you didn't want to eat dinner and we told you you kind of had to. And then she'll eat like an entire bowl of like frozen fruit or something. And then yeah. she's like, no, I'm not hungry. 
and, and they're constantly getting smarter, which is it's like you try to pull the same like shit on them. Like you, you try to do the same joke and then like they're smarter than you the next day. And it's the most amazing thing. My kid in the car today because I had to go to the doctor and do like infinite medical things. I had a little Band-Aid on and my daughter was like, Daddy, what happened? I was like, oh, I had to have blood drawn today. And she was all like, I care about you. I was like, thanks, baby. I care about you too. I love you. She was all, that's called empathy. And I was all literally five. Do not say empathy to me again. Unless it's in a, it's unless it's in a joke. Unless we're making fun of things about empathy. In case you didn't know, it. Dad, caring about somebody is called empathy. That's called empathy. You should get it's some. Empathy. Yeah. I was like, I have been devoid of that for years. I grew up without the internet. I hate everyone. <laughs> that's not that's true, not true at all. Anyways, no, I don't have an OnlyFans yet. I'm working on it. Been taking lots of pictures. Been working out. You know, trying to hit that dad bod. I forego that. all that and just sell my body on the streets. <laughs> like a real man. That's right. Uh, no, that's where the that's where the real money is. Anyways, we're we are derailing hard, and I'm the one that's supposed yeah. to keep us on track. Anyways, <laughs> the, so wrapping up on the Motley and Stripe jeans, they're they're both really neat. You could do a lot of really fun stuff with them. The, one of the funner things you can do is if you have a motley het stripe uh, male, you can actually breed it to a stripe female and a motley female as well. You can, you know, one male to multiple females, and you, you can really get some variation. Um, yeah. You know, even if you had a motley het stripe to a motley het stripe, now you're really pushing the limits of what you what you can make 50 50 clutches. Uh, mm -hmm. Start pairing that in. I, I produced some ultra male motleys this year that were just bangers. Uh, that's another thing that you can do. Start, you know, get an all. If somebody was looking for a great breeding project and you trusted the person that was selling you your snakes, you could get like an ultra male motley het stripe and then an amel het motley or amel het stripe or a visual amel motley het stripe and then pair those together and you're, you're getting a, you're getting a absolute nice variety. plethora of stuff. Uh, and that's yeah. one thing we, we, We've kind of been trying to hit a little bit more like what are great projects that people could just try out. Yeah. Um, hell, make sure both of them are head anery, and now you're going to get snows mixed in there. Uh, Ultra male anerys, motleys, stripes, oh, yeah. Head caramel and get some butters. Let's go. That's like Motley everything that I have. Like, yeah. These, these, <laughs> are, like, these, are, these are great combinations. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I used to have, um, and unfortunately, he was one of the ones that got, my cat got. But he was a caramel pinstripe motley, uh, het amel, and het stripe, I believe. And um, I bred him for like everything. Yes. Yeah. He had everything that I wanted. And I, I happened at the time to have a female stripe who was het for ultra. Didn't even know she was het ultra. And she was also het caramel. So breeding them awesome. together, breeding them together, I got all these different things. Uh, and it was, it was a really great pairing, but that was uh, unfortunately short-lived because that male is no longer with us. Yeah. But it was a really nice male, and I, I wish I had him. wish I had him again. But there's, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking about, I had a, I had a, a, a sulfur mask from Joe Phelan that was mm -hmm. just, she was going to plug into so many things. Because you, you can also buy these combo wombos, and you don't have to, get everything out of every clutch right yeah like some people are like oh i have a, a sulfur which is for the normies out there a sulfur is a uh caramel albino diffused um and then also had mask and it was a super mask which was just super neat it had this bone white almost head and then it had all this crazy yellow uh you could take that snake i mean you could still pair it to an ultramel right 
and get ultramels and amels, right? You could pair it to a caramel, get all caramels. You could pair it to a, you know, a diffuse and get all diffuse, right? You could pair it to a pie diffuse, right? Have a have yeah. a have a bunch of really pretty diffuse, some potential pie diffuse, and uh, walk away with something that has a bunch of really neat hats that you can work with in the future, or something that you can sell where people are interested in having those hats. Uh, don't don't uh, disclude yourself from generating a project based off of hats. Uh, or, you know, me, I, I have my, my, my pewter project, which is funny because I have pewters now and I actually bought a pewter a couple of years ago and raised her up and I'm going to be breeding her next year. Uh, but I started with a charcoal Tessera head diffused and a blood red pied, which is diffused, excuse me, head charcoal, which was kind of, my plan was to make my own pewters mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. You, you want to make your own, your own, you know, make your own product, make your own pewter. I ended up two years in a row not making my own pewter, so I bought a pewter, and then now I made my own pewters and then some. Um, well, congratulations, you hit it. Yeah, I, I did it, and, and I'm super. It's so funny buying that pewter. I didn't buy it in like anger or angst. I just wanted a pewter. <laughs> like, God damn, I don't want to buy this stupid snake. Uh, but you know, creating pewters in my house while having a pewter, while having the pewter doesn't matter, but creating the morph that I was trying to create. The char I, I wanted pewter tesseracts, right? And one of them looks like it's going to have some pied siding on it, which I think is just the, the bee's knees. Uh, yeah. And so it's like finally hitting the morph combination in my collection after what what is actually six years. You know, I, I try to raise everything from babies. That's me. Uh, raising these snakes from babies, breeding these snakes, and then years and years of not getting the combo wombo and then hitting the combo wombo three times. Well, two and a half times. You know, it's uh, we can all do this. We can all do this in, in twenty gallon aquariums, uh, and we can we can all share this with friends, and it's awesome. Uh, yeah. And you you can make something like an albino motley, like that girl that we just showed. That's just a stunning animal, uh, and you can have that in your collection. And, and that's that's what I love about corn snakes. Uh, nobody's gonna look at that snake. Uh, you know, John Laster comes over here, looks at snakes. We hang out. We drink beers. This guy's got. 30 years of tenure in this hobby. He's producing animals that the world literally hasn't. I don't even know if people have seen some of the stuff he's produced. Uh, and he looks at that at AML Motley. And he's like, damn, that's a badass name. Right. And, it, and it's like, yeah, man, it really is. It, it's, it's cool. And now, now, you know, he's got a huge collection of corns now because it's, they sell. Yeah. They sell pretty easily. And, and but at the same time, they're just neat. It's fun. It's, it's yeah. cool. It's, it's, you know, and, and, and I talk about him a lot. He's, he's a mentor to me and he, he we, we, we drink beers, but we can all do this on a budget as friends and family. And, and anyways, it's my kind of very excited about, you know, Motley Stripe is just kind of one of the diverters into this because it's, this is a, this is something from the seventies, right? Early seventies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, existed in this hobby forever. Yeah, the, uh, let's see, what was it? Stripe, yeah, Stripe originated in the mid-80s, and then the Motley originated in the mid-70s. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, they've been around for a long time, and it's still hard to know what you're going to get sometimes. And I honestly think that, you know, we've been talking a little bit about the Ultra uh, and Ultra Mel stuff. Um, that by itself can change things because of yeah. some of that hybrid origin. So, um, you know, I've I have had a... I want to say marginally high percentage of ultramel motleys that still have belly checkers, not full belly checkers, but like, you know, some, like yeah. a fifth of what a normal have. 
Um, and that's kind of weird. But I yeah. think it's because of that motley or that uh, hybrid word. And so, like, you just don't know what you're going to get. And I get a very high percentage of banded motleys out of yeah. the Ultramel stuff as well. So you just don't know. You just don't know what you're going to get. And that's, like, that's part of the reason that motley has its name because it's just – you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Here, but yeah, it, I, I personally love love that whole combination. I bought a pair of Hurricane and Ray Motley's that were sold to me as ghosts. They're not ghosts, um, and they both ended up being hit for Stripe and Amel. And so I've paired them every year that I've had them, and their their babies don't like to eat, but they have some nice, pretty babies. Once they get eaten, they're yeah. And, and it's you know. Uh, junior hobbyist out there, maybe you buy a AML Motley, maybe you buy a Motley Annery or something cool like that. But buy something that's going to be fun to pair it to. Uh, yep. You know, get get something off the wall. Get get a Castagna, right? Get get a Lava, right? Who, who who's doing work with Lava get right now? Off. It's a hypo type, right? Yeah. Get you some heads, bring them back, spend time, spend some time, spend five six years, and make something cool, and then walk yep. out and be like, look at this, look at how neat this is. The world is your oyster. Yeah, yeah, especially corn snakes. Corn snakes yeah. are easy. It's there's a lot there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of people out there breeding them that don't even maybe post pictures occasionally, and you don't even realize they'd be so excited to send you snakes. And yeah, so anyways, guys, any, any wrap ups on Motley Stripe? Being excited about the hobby? I mean, any of that? I mean, I'm always excited about the hobby. Kind of, I say that, but uh. Yeah, there's definitely been some interesting parts of the hobby that have made me want to leave the hobby. But for the most part, hobby. Yeah, it's not play. the animals, though. It's no. not the animals. The yeah. animals are easy. It's the people that are not easy. Yeah. So if you're a people person, you'll do great in the reptile hobby. Yeah. But I don't know too many people who are into reptiles that are also good with people. Yeah. It's kind K of a. KP's the only one. <laughs> you know, I, I find myself dipping my toe into a lot of different facets in this hobby. And it's kind of funny whether it's the gecko world, the Eublepharid world, uh, which is geckos, of course, uh, the king snake world, the alterna world, the you know I'll, I'll never get to keep pythons, but the carpet python world, um, the European Asian Eurasian rat snake world, uh, the corn snake world, the Pitchophis world. You know I'm a huge Pitchophis fan. There's little pockets of toxicity in all of this, all of it, every single facet. I found it in every single pocket. And it's finding a way to work past it and ignore it that in the end may be very difficult, but we'll end up walking away being the most rewarding uh, because it, it's shitty people exist. Uh, I, I raced cars for 20 years. I kickboxed. I skateboarded for 15 years. I was a sponsored skater. There's every little hobby that I – Warhammer. I'm a huge Warhammer buff. I love Warhammer. And every little hobby has its toxicity. It's how, it's how it's how we we placate that how we walk around it how we uh, ignore it to some extent like you're one human in, in a world of uh, you know three hundred bajillion I don't know I don't know there's a number probably seven three hundred bajillion seven point eight billion people or whatever I don't somewhere know somewhere around eight billion I think is somewhere we're yes at. yeah and and it's you know I live in a city of four hundred thousand people right and I go to a reptile show that I've been twice a year that's it. And, and I've experienced some aggressive toxicity from just people that just who, who even are you, right? right. But I, I have people that come up and shake my hand and say, hey, I'm a fan of the podcast. And I'm like, holy shit, you live in my city. Let's be best best friends literally yeah. forever. Yeah. And, and it's and it's like the positivity always outweighs the negative. So don't dwell on the negative. 
because that, you know, we all have anxiety. We all, we all have the, the tenacity to kind of focus on those things. And Sarah, you've been, you've been a part of it. Justin, I've seen you have to deal with it as well. Uh, and, and it's, it's not dwelling on those little things. It's, it's, it's finding the bigger picture. And, and, and we didn't get into this because of anybody else. We did it because we loved it because we enjoyed it and focusing on that. Well, the nice part is, is the social aspect of it is not necessary. Yes. You don't yeah. have to have it. Thank God. You can also put the phone down. Uh, you can also you that can, too. You, you can delete Facebook. You can delete Instagram. Uh, you can delete YouTube. Uh, you can delete Messenger. You can delete whatever everything. other everything, and you can sit at home with some badass snakes and just enjoy them, right? Yep. You also don't have to breed them, right? You could just have yes. snakes. There's nothing wrong with having snakes. Like so many people are like, oh, I just have the snake and I think one day I'll breed it. And I'm like, I, I think I think you need to do a lot of thinking first. Yeah. I think you need to be researching veterinarians. And I think you need to be reading books. And I think you need to be reading care sheets. And I think that you need to understand the potential repercussions that that female that you have been raising from a baby that you love and are attached to could die in a minute if she yep. does not get medical care and she is around. Yep. So be prepared or don't do it. Like for yep. real. Like just it's fine if you have a pet snake. It's it's really just fine if you're just a pet. And I have a few snakes that are just pets. I have one amazing, beautiful, beautiful Ultramel Okatee female, who I got from a friend uh, when she couldn't have uh, corn snakes anymore for one reason or another. And um, this girl is a retired breeder now. Um, she's not too old, but she is a very picky feeder. And it's hard to get weight on her. She doesn't want to, she only really wants to eat like every other week. She's healthy. She's a healthy size, a healthy weight, but she's not where I would consider, I wouldn't be comfortable breeding her. You yeah. Know? So, and that's just always been her. She's just always been that way. Uh, and um, her mom, I knew, I know her, I know her, I know the snake who is her mom, oddly yeah. enough. And her mom was the same way, uh, always a very picky feeder, a very picky breeder. Uh, and so I just decided, you know what, this is my friend's snake, and she's just a retired pet, and she's just sitting in my little display tank. And that's it. Yeah. And yeah, the same way with my little king snake. Like, He's just a pet. I'm not going to breed him. Uh, he's yeah. also kind of a garbage disposal. I didn't need a garbage disposal. Like no. I had a, a whole euthanasia process um, for any babies that were, you know, deformed or whatever. But I'm like, you know, I just want a pet king snake. And yeah. so it's okay to just have pet snakes. Even as a breeder, I just have a few pets too. Yeah. You know, this year I, uh, I bred Northern Pines and one of the babies just didn't. Pitchovis do a weird thing. After they hatch, they'll all be perfect. I had a female holdback. She was the best. She was red. I don't know why I produced a red northern pine. It's red. It's it's They're gorgeous. It's so pretty. And mine mine are black and whites, right? Like they're from a lineage of black and whites. I sent some to Justin. Justin, those were black and white pines. <laughs> and uh, one of them came out pretty red. And one thing that Pitchophis will do, and this is usually happens in the shedding process, uh, is they will kink themselves. They will start pushing so hard. And something about their metabolism will cause them to kink themselves. I had it happen with the Mexican pine last year, and it died. Um, oh, no. And this year, that female decided whatever it is that causes this. I've heard about this in Mexicana Kings, uh, Leonis, uh, Mexmex. If you put them in square or small square type containers, they will actually push so hard on those corners because they're so strong. They'll, they'll break their back or kink their backs. Uh, and so this this female pine decided to. Whatever happens, you know what I mean? This is life. 
we we deal with that. Yeah. She just kinked the shit out of her neck, and it's oh, she's still eating. Her whole body still works. She's still pooping fine. I know that that it was not anything other than something that happened between hatching and first shed, right? Because I saw her hatch and I was like, holy shit! And then she shed and I was like, wait, what? And and something happened. I know I could breed her. Somebody could breed her, right? She's probably fine, but she's gonna be a pet. She could be my pet yeah. until I find somebody else whose pet she's going to be. And yeah. I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. I've produced yeah. a beautiful northern pine snake that's healthy, that eats, that poops, that moves like a normal snake. But it is what it is. And, and so yeah. there's nothing wrong with <laughs> reptiles. You don't right. have to breed them. Uh, right. I, I, anyways, See, I don't even really chime in on that anymore because it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, I breed I can yeah, just really keep stuff. And so it's like one of those things where people want to breed. I'm like, if you if you want to do it, great. Here's kind of what you can expect. Yeah. Godspeed. You know, yeah. I I don't feel like I'm in any position to really say if someone can or yeah. can't since I do it, you know. So it's just kind of like whatever. First year breeding corns. Uh my silver queen ghost. Uh I believe I believe it was from SMR. I actually got her as a close to an adult or an adult. Uh so Silver Queen Ghost, I believe, is uh Miami phase ghost right uh i think it's keys keys might ghost. be keys yeah might be keys ghost uh beautiful snake she was gorgeous. yeah they're gorgeous um bred into a perfect male uh, i had a uh a jmg hold on my brain a jmg snow uh so like a soup what was what was sold as a jmg super salmon snow bred her to him so awesome what's gonna happen she's probably had amel uh you know, the JMG, the coral is going to go over and I'm going to have some badass babies. And she died in my hands. That was my first year breeding corn snakes. I produced a couple other corn snakes that year, but she was egg bound. I didn't understand really what was going on. She kind of had a really funky prelay shed and it, she never, never shed. Right. And it was like flaking off of her. And I had her in a little tub of water and I was like, okay, I'm going to help you with your shed. And I was like Help, helping her with the shed. And, I, and you know what I should have done is taken her to a vet. Uh, that was my fault. And, and you know, it's five years ago now. And, yeah. and I've been doing this for 22 years, right? So I'm confident. I know what I'm doing. And that snake started peeling off her shed, and I kind of set her down, and you could kind of tell she was getting lethargic, and I held her, and she just died. And, you know, it's the best way to kill a female adult snake is to breed it, right? It's real easy to, real easy to do it. Uh, and we, we got to keep that in mind. Uh, you know, everybody yeah. has the, say, the saying, you deal with life, you deal with death. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but we also... You also force death upon these animals by breeding them, right? Like, if, if that, is that your favorite snake? Does that snake mean the world to you? Maybe don't breed it, you know? Yeah. Especially if it's a female. Uh, yeah. If you're not yeah. willing to take that risk, right? Right. Like, I've even had males bleed out from aggressive females after they lock. And I had one male whose hemipene wow. got, like, ruptured or something. And oh. I, like, I saw them lock. And I was like, okay, good. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to come back in 20 minutes. I came back, blood everywhere. The male was dead within 24 hours. Holy cow. Just a complete bloodbath. And yeah. no eggs came out of it. Yeah. That's Which really sucks. But, I mean, it is one of those things <laughs> Isn't where that... like, yeah. you can only work with the information you have at the time. And so, I mean, even like with that blood red female that, that got egg bound and stuff, like I felt like an idiot because I, I should have waited like I should not have paired those guys because I, yeah. I had, you know, they. first of all, I felt horrible because those are from sort of a specific bloodline that someone had put a lot of work into and they were like gifted to me. 
and like those people sent me those snakes and entrusted me with sort of carrying those that that particular line on and i was like you know they're both healthy they're both uh you know no issues and paired them up and finally got a lock and then the female just struggled yeah. you know the yeah. entire time so now i'm like like i said at the beginning of the show it was like now I'm, I'm really gun shy about pairing her again um and it's another I, I, one of those things where it's like there's nothing wrong with waiting a year like yeah, yeah. it sucks yeah. i know it's tough especially if it's something you're like really looking forward to like that was one of yeah. my most anticipated pairings of the season yeah. um and it's just one of those things where it's like you have to put patience yeah. uh needs to come Absolutely. for the you know the potential risks and outweighing you know weighing those options and and what's smart and what isn't and like i said I'm, i got time i guess to to figure out if i'm gonna try those again next year they're definitely gonna get cooled and stuff but it's definitely it makes me think twice i uh, i don't know what it is i swear if you ship a male a male not a female you ship a male it will not produce viable eggs that year in my experience nope. Nope. I don't that's, know what it that's is. every, yeah, that's really common. That's what happened. Um, that's why they bred the first palmetto with yeah. a female that was local before yeah. shipping to whoever ended up with it. Um, yeah. they, they bred him to like two or three females, even though they didn't necessarily want those females to breed to that snake. It was like, if anything happens to this snake right. and he cannot produce after we ship him this year, yeah. we want him to have been paired with something. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, and that's that's what happened this year. I My most anticipated pairing was that weird uh, VMS coral yellow, whatever yeah. he is. Uh, and I got I have a wild caught um, female. And so I was like, great. That's a that's a great, you know, perfect. beginner that's trial. Pairing. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, and of course, I bred him within a month of being shipped and there were like 12 eggs only or well, there's 14 eggs but only six of them looked like they might be fertile and then just one by one they all started turning black and then there was mm. two left that had veins in them but then yeah. the veins in those just slowly got lighter and lighter and lighter until both of the eggs turned green and rotted it's, so it just is it just it's is always what the it boys is. It, it's yeah. something about their sperm development uh something yeah. about how they'll breed they'll they'll yeah. they'll They'll, they'll they'll knock a female up. They'll do their best. Oh, the, he was trying, man. He wasted no yeah. time. It wasn't from a lack of trying. That's for damn sure. Because yeah. I brewmated a female and sent it to Justin. No problem. She did great. Yeah, yeah females beautiful typically. Eggs, beautiful babies. Yeah. You know? yeah, she did great. It's something about shipping males to breed. If I ever ship or have a male shipped to me again, excuse me, uh, I will not probably breed them, which is funny. I'm going to say this is funny. We're talking about shipping these animals to different barometric pressures, different elevations, different places. If if I take a male from John, who lives locally to me, or give him a male, it's fine. And I don't yeah. know what it is, but also he brewmates my snakes for me, so that might be that might be part They're of used it. To him. Uh, it, it's 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 weird, or I, I don't know. So, some some people have it to where it clicks, it works, it, it happens. Uh, but but yeah, I, I've just I've just noticed that with adult males. Adult males, established males. Yeah. Maybe it's even proven breeder males, right? Or, or something like that. Yeah. As as those animals ship, something happens in there. This may be, uh, you know, I, I listen to a beautiful podcast on the NPR network about uh, 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 Boland's pythons uh, with Ari and, and Keith uh, here here recently, actually today. And 
they were talking about the psyche of these animals. You know, we, we overlook this. We yeah. just think they're all they're all dumb bags of hammers. But there's yeah. there's things that psychologically go regardless in an animal's uh, based off of its instincts, its innate reactions. And now we're shipping it to a different part of the the, the planet, literally. Uh, and and is it is it going to react the same? Is it going to act the yeah. same? Or is it going to produce the same? Is it yes, no, maybe? Maybe it takes a year to establish. Maybe it takes a month to establish. Maybe it takes ten years to establish. And, and there's something that's going on with a male for some reason that needs to be established in your collection before brumation, before mm-hmm. you decide to parent. So, yeah. but you, I mean, you, you think that would have had something to do with the fact that she got egg bound though? Because that just seems irrelevant to me. I mean, the eggs being not being slugs, like sure, but the egg binding thing. That- like Slugs females, so much, yeah. Go ahead. yeah, I've heard the females get egg bound. They're more likely to get egg bound on slugs. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Joseph talked okay. about that in her podcast on Clubert and Clubroid radio that do not brumate a female pitchophis If you do not plan on pairing her up, it's safer to pair her up after brumation than it would ever be to brumate her and not pair her up because she will ovulate. She will develop eggs. She will slug out. Oh. And a lot of times they become egg bound. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, and, it, and it's the female is going to go through her cycle regardless because her body's telling her that that's what she mm-hmm. needs to do based off of instincts. The male may not develop good sperm because his swimmers have to be much. I don't know shit all about biology. I'm literally making this up on my cuff, but I'm going to assume that his swimmers have to be stronger than her egg development because her egg development is going to happen regardless. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they do like. Loud better when it's cold like it's part of the reason to brumate your male is because it helps with sperm production but sure and then don't keep them warm too warm right because there's the old wives i i I hate saying wives tale because i believe it is a proven fact if you keep your males too hot uh during breeding season they'll actually cook their sperm and their sperm count will go down and i I believe there have actually been studies done about this yeah i think that you're right i usually keep my males on the bottom shelf yep it's the best way yeah I just keep all of them cold. Fuck them, dude. 75 degrees, they're fine. And just do whatever they do. Don't even brumate them. Just pair them up all year round. But don't do that. That's a lie. I was going to say, no, yeah, that sounds I, dangerous. I, I definitely keep my males cooler than my females. Or yeah. I, I also keep my... I am a huge proponent of keeping your collection cooler than yeah. what the care sheets from the 80s say. Same here. Some people are like, oh, yeah, make the hot spot like 95 degrees. And I was like, I mean, like, I, I just... I don't keep stuff over 86 same if it gets over 86 i'm nervous i want it to be like 82 yep, y'all don't have a room full of pitchy office if i have anything over 82 true. degrees my my stuff starts shitting on the ceiling and screaming <laughs> at me every time i walk in the room i try to keep my stuff 78 to 80 81 yeah uh, that's my, not bad i would accept yeah. that all my thermostats are set at 81 degrees uh, yep. And then I have some some stuff not even on thermostats. My room stays about seventy eight degrees. Mexican pine snakes stay about seventy eight year round. I have bred consistently, and, and, and babies are doing good. I don't even put my babies on heat anymore. This is fine. Uh, yeah. But there's we have so much to learn in this hobby. So yeah. much still, uh, and so much to rewrite and correct. Again, Sarah, you with your books. So and, much. <laughs> you so much of that is wrong. And you know what sucks? And this sucks for you. And this sucks for you on multiple levels, <laughs> being that you're, 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 you're a young, intelligent woman that's coming in and you are literally proving people that they were wrong, right? Yeah. And they don't people, like it that much. They don't like that. And, mm-hmm. and, and old cantankerous, specifically men, 
that think they have defined this hobby and have literally have lower back problems because they have carried this hobby on their shoulders, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, are, I get are it. Wrong. Yeah. yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, and I mean, and it's not like they they were wrong on purpose, you know? No. Like, I know that they were wrong on purpose. Nobody, no. nobody, I, I believe that nobody believes that they're wrong. I get it. I'm always wrong. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if I've ever been right. I guess, like, I guess personally, like, I, like if I believed something, I wouldn't also believe that thing was wrong. Does that make sense? So, like, yeah. if I believed that red coat and red factor were the same thing, yeah, I wouldn't believe that and also know it's wrong. You know what I mean? So, like, when people believe something, it's not because they're trying to like deceive people all the time. Yeah. Sometimes, maybe. But if they're deceiving, then it's because they're they do know better. But anyway, that's a whole other philo yeah. philo philosophical stuff coming out of me. But um, so it's like I don't blame them for for what they didn't know. It's like they didn't yeah. know about mask forever. And so when the first pieds were being bred together, it's like, why are we breeding all of this? And we're seeing pieds here, but we're not seeing pieds here. Well, because yeah. mask super mask looks a lot like diffused and a lot of the trial snakes were super masks and not diffused yeah. that's why you weren't getting pieds and uh it's the same way with our coral versus hypo it's like a lot of the original corals were also hypo so a lot of people thought that coral snows were hypo but they're not they yeah. are red factor and so yeah. it's it's like and it's like i know that they don't they didn't know you know i know they didn't know uh, but it's also when new information arises be willing to be like hey yeah that's that, thanks for doing that breeding trial and that thing that yeah. I was wrong about. Like, yeah, it's not that it's hard. All, it's all fluid. Like, it's never static. Yeah. It's never, we're not in a bubble. Like, there's new information coming around on a regular basis. Like, it's never, it's not supposed to stay the same. It's supposed to yeah. evolve. Things are supposed to, like, we're supposed to find out more as we go. Like, it, mm -hmm. it was never meant to get stagnant or stay the same. No. Like, it just not yeah. always, always taxonomy, all of it, the entire, the entire hobby, every, in every facet, things are are fluid and changing, and yeah. the idea of taxonomy constantly changing and people disagreeing yeah. and agreeing with it. Yeah, guess what? Snakes don't believe in borders, right? They don't. They, they do not believe, believe in taxonomy. They believe in they believe in geographical borders and trying to continue on their own genetics, and so we have to be fluid with that. This is changing. There's new species yeah. popping up all the time. There's species being lumped all the time. Dr. Zach Lofman, who's obviously a big fan of this podcast, listens to it every time, had told me a long time ago when we kind of argued over two podcasts that you don't get to beat science without better science. But that doesn't mean you're wrong. You right. know what I mean? Well, it may, it's also like, yeah, you may be wrong now, but it could turn out that down the road you weren't. Like, yeah. new information comes along. Like, right or wrong answers kind of, to a degree, sort of like don't exists yeah you know, where it's like okay you know you did people disagree about the tessera stripe thing whatever it's like everything is made up you may yeah. be wrong now but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be wrong down the road when new information comes around like and vice versa you know you may be right currently but then new information is going to come down the road and you might be wrong after a certain yeah. point like it just not it's I don't sweat that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. same thing with care. It's like what works for me on the East Coast doesn't work for someone up in the Pacific Northwest. It's like, there, yeah. there are some things that we, we can debate, you know, not to bring one up, but, you know, we could probably, we could throw a fishing lure out there and see what happens. But I wholeheartedly believe that Tessera is a corn snake only morph. I do not think okay. it came from, from California king snakes. That's my opinion. I don't That's think fine. you would have, I don't think you would be able to breed that in 
and have snakes that look like corn snakes without 20 years of, of genetics. I think that the originals may have been uh, pure, but I have directly spoken to people who have purposely bred hybrids into, into corn snakes. Yeah, like have bred the Newport into the Newport corn gene, snakes, yeah. and they are selling them as tesseras. Oh, and, those people are scumbags. Yes, I know. And um, and it has shown up a few times. I I someone got very angry with me once because I was uh, they she posted a bunch of photos of babies that came from two tesseras. And they, dude, these were black with yellow things. stripes. They were they were black with yellow Straight bands. up cow kings. Straight up cow kings that might have had a touch of corn in them. And yeah. I was just like, hey, so like, where did you get these? Because like this, they don't, mm, they look a little questionable. She got so mad at me. She ended up blocking me over that. Um, <laughs> but I was like, you may want to just like, but she's, well, I trust the breeders that I got them from. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. But also like, where did those breeders get them from? Cause yeah. like sometimes, especially with hybrids, you may not be able to see that hybrid blood for a few generations. And then all of a sudden it pops up again. And all but of a sudden the, you have these yellow yeah. and black corn snakes. You know the, what I mean? The, the really interesting thing with hybrids, and, and I've kind of found this out over the years while looking at people working with hybrids is as you breed hybrids together, you, you start getting back to the parent animals. And it's 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 kind of funky because we had we had a person recently in the alternative world have albinos. Just sh albinos show up in a clutch of leucistics and hypos and blah, blah, blah. Like, and, and everybody was like, yeah, well, albino doesn't exist in alternative. Nobody ever found an albino. Nobody ever hatched an albino. That we like, no, know of. Yeah, that we know of. But he was like, these are the world's first albinos. Okay, his first clutch of albinos, the world's first albino, was a clutch of like six albinos. And it's like that's not how albino works. I, I know, I know, Dr. Wyman got very uh, 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 verbal about this, and I believe also Rob Stone did as well. And it's like I have, I have a lawyer and a doctor on my back. You know what I mean? But it's you. Mexicana kings have been hybridized for years. The only albino that was ever found was in Ruth Van Eye. Pastel Kings, all your albino Leonis are all Ruth Van Eye hybrids. And it's funny because if you keep breeding them together, uh, together, eventually your Leonis, which are extremely variable, and then we all know that the variable king can look like many different things, will start looking like Ruth Van Eye. <laughs> and it specifically starts looking like a wild phenotype. And you're like, oh, damn, this het albino Leonis looks a lot like a Ruth Van Eye. And, and it's like, hmm, okay, well, that makes sense. But now it's popping up anyways. The, that's a whole – we could do a whole podcast it is, on It is on a that, whole thing. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you guys hear about the potential first hyper-melanistic corn snakes hatching? I did. I heard about it. Um, yeah. Super interesting because hypermel pops up very often mm -hmm. in the Lampropeltis world. It's very specific how hypermel works. It is found in wild animals in, 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 in Getula. Uh, hypermel is found in wild animals in Leonis. Um, it's, sometimes it's recessive. Sometimes it's kind of like a codom situation. Sometimes it's like a line bred thing. Mm -hmm. But I did hear that there was a hypermel corn. Piqued my interest. I didn't 
get uh, I didn't get to ingest a lot of it. But you, it, could you could you could you tell us in uh, two and a half hours or less? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, all I know is it was a French breeder. can't remember the name. Um, and apparently they were breeding two Miamis together and, uh, just got this like black corn snake out of these two Miamis. Sure. Um, so I don't know. I mean, to be honest, it could just, I mean, it looks visually like a very dark charcoal, Okay. but, um, kind of like, it almost looks like a charcoal cinder. Like if I was going to describe it being hmm. like phenotypically similar to something we have already, um, Hypermel exists. Yeah. In Gatatus. In yeah. Emory Eye. We have yeah. I have chocolate, chocolate. Emory Eye. Yeah. It would be real easy to yeah, have that I gene know. extrapolated. Yeah. And it's interesting because I so I watched their original video, which was one hundred percent in French. And I don't speak French or understand French, but I put on the subtitles. And there was an interesting part of the video where um they were like in the snake room where the eggs were hatching, recording and talking amongst themselves. And one of the guys said, yeah, the mother was really dark. But when they modified it for English speakers, that part was cut out. And so I don't know what that means. Hmm. Maybe it wasn't completely cut out, but the, the subtitles were definitely different between the official subtitles versus the yeah. subtitles that they created for the video. So um, I'm not really Emory sure. I hybrid, the Emory I hybrid thing is really interesting because one thing yeah. not, uh, I think everybody should be aware of it. The people that did it, uh, Don Soderberg was actually very fluid about the fact that scaleless came from Emory. I, yeah. Right. He took the literal world's first wild caught scaleless Emory. I plugged it into corn snakes. It does not exist in the Emory world anymore. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. I don't I know. I mean, really well, as a person yeah, who's Emory got like I twelve Emory I being bred next year, uh, nobody cares about us. Uh, <laughs> That's kind uh, of unfortunately true. Yeah, but no, the the, the hypermel gene and, and was that Justin? Nothing. Nah, <laughs> dog. I mean, I heard some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's your boy. Uh, but the chocolate gene in Emory I, it's a hypermel. It has some really interesting pattern morph to it as well it does very odd things with the pattern. yeah yeah i've, got I've seen it <laughs> and that's and that's the same thing with this supposed hyper milk corn as well because the belly pattern is weird the yeah. head pattern on it's really weird it. um looks the, like a spotted like python it's very strange yeah it does kind of look like a spotted python i've had spotted pythons i love them um, if I was gonna, I've, I've had spider pythons a few times, but they just don't work out in my collection. It just, corn snakes are the only things really belonging in my collection right now anyways. But I don't know where it came from and I'm a little skeptical and they, they didn't really show any like good photos of it, which is really annoying. Like, why wouldn't you be taking thousands of photos of this animal and posting them everywhere? Yeah. yeah. But I saw like one Facebook post, which was just the video in French, and then they reposted the video with English subtitles that they typed up. That was but, it. That's it. Hmm. There, there's a there's a little bit of this hobby where it's like, or it would be widely accepted if somebody was just like, "Hey, I took a I took a chocolate embryo and I bred it into corns." And this yeah, is how this yeah. Exists. If they were honest about it, I'd be like, "Okay, yeah. we knew that was going to happen." Like and that doesn't mean that it didn't pop up. Like this, this, this right. has already popped up. 
Well, yeah. were you going to say something about Silverleaf? Did somebody already put Silverleaf into corns yet? Is that already a thing? Kind of. I mean, they're breeding. They, they're they kind of doing that. I wish that they wouldn't really do it, but it's, it's going to happen. Just it's going to bleed like, in eventually. Has anybody taken a Silverleaf and bred it to a Sunkiss and just seen what happens? I would like to know that, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. if I, I did have, at one point, some uh, Sunkissed Kisachi corn hybrids. But there was no mention on whether or not they had any silver leaf in the background. Hmm. It was just the sun kissed. Yeah. So. See, I, I have deep lineage Nueces County. Blessed be that Lord. Uh, thorn scrubs that are striped. They're reverse striped. And they were, there was a wild animal that was caught by uh, Toby Brock and bred into a normal. And then we got muddled aberrant animals and then they line bred them back i've got f3s and mine are like perfect reverse stripes so this has been tight knit in the th thorn scrub hobby right the, the the four of us that were excited about oh, it i was gonna say all five of you <laughs> uh and, and so but at one point it came up and, and I, i've talked to multiple people about it i was like well what if what if i take this like first generation if i take a first generation reverse stripe thorn scrub and I breed to a wild-caught thorn scrub, I'm going to get very, very, very interesting-looking animals, all of them. What if I put that to a corn snake, right? It's already been done a million times, taking embryo into corn snake, right? Like, this is a, yeah. this is a thing. And, and, and so the, it becomes a moral dilemma, right? Like, is this something that I want to do? Is this something I want to go through? What happens when those genetics start mixing with motley? Well, what that's the problem. Those? Like, no one has yeah. an issue with people doing it. It's where they yeah. go after the fact. Like, once they're out of your hands, yeah, you have no control over where those float off to and what they get paired to and where the communication yeah. breaks down as yeah. far as what they actually are. Scaleless and, is a perfect example of this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen so many, like, so many people who are, in my opinion, hilariously confused um, when they, like, will post a bunch of baby corn snakes that they don't know the morph because they look a little off, a little funky. And they're like, oh yeah, it's a het scaleless parent. And I'm like, well, there's your problem. <laughs> yeah. That's why your babies look weird. They're root because they're corns. hybrids. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah. Uh, the AML in Emrei and the AML in Gutatis do not mix, right? Correct. So if they I took a... Mutations. Yeah, I've actually run into this. Uh, I, don't, I haven't personally run into it, but I've seen people run into this problem in the past where they're like, well, I bred two AMLs together. And I was like, was one of them a creamsicle? Yeah. Okay. Then you got two different strains of AML, buddy. Sorry. You're. Yeah. Sorry. And, and stuff like that usually peters itself out, right? Like people understand that creamsicles, creamsicles have kind of died out of the hobby. Root beers, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, unless you're going to like. I feel like people either want like an AML. I think honestly, I feel like buff helped like push creamsicle out because a buff AML looks very similar to a creamsicle, yeah. but it's not a hybrid. Yeah. And so people are like, Oh, I get the same look, but it's a pure corn. And so like yeah. people just don't care about. And I also think that especially with the introduction of the scaleless yeah. being so prevalent, People just don't care anymore if yeah. there's a hybrid. Um, I have had one person, one person since Scaleless became like popular, contact me specifically wanting a creamsicle. And I had one 
Like I have a, a Creamsicle Ultramel. Yeah. Like she's an Ultramel uh, Okatee from Creamsicle lines. So like her babies are technically Creamsicles if they're yeah. female, you know. And so I had them, but like, you know, and it was, it was also additional yellow because of that Ultra background. But um, I, I think that there's just kind of a combination of things going on all at once right now that is kind of making them not not particularly sought after. Yeah. It, it's almost, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird thing because people new to the hobby see cream school. And oh wow, I bought this beautiful cream school corn snake. It's like no, you you, you bought a cream school hybrid, but mm. anyways, yeah, that, and that's a whole other. Yeah. We could probably do a whole. That's a whole other thing. We could sit and talk about all this. I could talk about corn snakes until my head falls off. <laughs> Good, uh, because we're gonna have you on more episodes. <laughs> Yay! Fine with me. But any 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 other any other favorable last words as we as we kind of. Hit close to the three-hour mark. I hope. I hope people are still I know. enjoying the. This is a, this is a, I like it though. We need, we got to do this more often. I want to do. I want to do. If they don't like it, then they can. They if can you don't like it, then leave. Pieces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we're about to talk for an hour about that new Zelda uh, that just released the <laughs> yeah. trailer. Yo, let's uh, go. I'm in. Uh, I know. Tears of the Kingdom, my friend. Are you going to play uh, Breath of the Wild again before it comes out next year? Um, I'll, I'm probably not going to play through the full story again. I'll probably refresh myself with the like literal list of memories that you have in the, the original mechanics game. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But like uh, the mechanics might be different. There might not be yeah. any point, really. Totally you know, true. I mean, who knows? Um, I am looking forward to it, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> we I'm can talk excited. about that when people who only care about snakes are gone. I guess <laughs> uh, whatever. Well, well, on, on the first episode of Zelda Stars. Uh, well. <laughs> also, I do have a second channel for opening Pokemon cards and doing Pokemon streams. Nice. Uh, it's just Joy Princess Sarah on YouTube, if anybody would like to go subscribe. I can't do live streams till I have 50 subscribers, and I think I only have like 12 right now. Go so, subscribe, uh, people. Come on. If anybody likes Pokemon cards as much as I do, I might also stream gameplay and stuff on there eventually, <laughs> nice. but I need to have enough subscribers to stream. So. Okay, that's it. That's, that's awesome. my last. Where are you going, Pain Jab? You know, like, oh, where are you taking us? Sorry. I'm still here. We're still here. We're good. I had to open the We're garage. skeptical. <laughs> I oh look at that shirt, boy. Who made that? Hey, Lizard Brain Radio. Let's go. What's up, Bill Bradley? Our Culture Network. Let's go. <laughs> I'm actually Roll wearing right us. now. Does anybody recognize? Hold on. This art. Maybe. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't actually. Uh, it's by Donovan Winterberg. He does ninety uh, percent of these things you see in the back. Yeah, he yep. was just on uh, one of the Snakes and Stogies on, episodes. Yep, Great episode. Yeah. He uh, he made a. It's the fancy corn snake. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I got this shirt a yeah. million years ago. It's super faded, but that's awesome. Fancy corn. That's great. Cool. Well, this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram, hit us up. Need a rack, need a cage. Send us a message. And uh, Silent Hill Reptiles, shout out to JT and Mindy. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram as well. SilentHillReptiles.com. Stay in the loop. Uh, I don't believe we're doing THP tomorrow because we did this tonight. Uh, and my wife will probably appreciate that as she stands here waiting for me to be done. <laughs> um and we'll be back monday night for snakes and stogies we just did a really good episode on snake fungal disease with alex romer and dr donald walker 
That's so awesome. check that out. It was really informative. I'm glad we did that. Um, learned a lot about it. You know, heard about, heard a lot about it. Now I know a lot about it. Um, so check that out. And uh, we will be back when we are back. Sarah, you Love got you guys. Sale right now? You got anything you need to? Uh, Sarah Snake Shop, Facebook website, uh, Sarah Snake Shop on YouTube. If you would like to learn more about corn snake morphs, that is the main thing that I do on my YouTube channel. She makes it much more understandable for people like me. And they're going, oh, wait. Oh, oh hey. Oh, woo, look at him. He's all around today. He's like a, like a, like a prairie dog. He's backwards suddenly. And he's muted. What are you doing outside? You looking Be quiet. Be quiet. I don't hear anything. It's going to be okay. Okay. I don't, this, Guys, whatever check the, me out on Instagram. It's pretty sus. Yeah, can we me? can. I know there's some weird Blair Witch shit we got going on right now, man. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm still here. Can you hear me? I hear rain. Is it raining or are you peeing? You're peeing, aren't you? Are you peeing while you're oh on the podcast? Oh, my God. He totally is. I was like, is it raining? How would we know, though? He's muted. He's muted now. That's totally what he's doing. Anyways. Boys are weird. Pretty sus there, bro. What happened? Sus Ibaka. So I didn't I didn't close the camera, uh, but I muted and uh, I had to go check something outside. Our our water sprinkler is going fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, to check oh, the water okay. sprinkler. That's it what has, it was. It hasn't been raining. Checking the water sprinkler. It's weird. Ah, come on. You know what I mean? Heart problems. Leave me alone. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, Sucks. hey, so uh, if people are still listening, I'm so sorry. Uh, we're talking about for episode, uh, I think it's almost episode 1,000 at this point, but the next episode would be episode 10. We were talking about maybe doing like a live episode where people could ask questions, um, maybe have Sarah, maybe even another guest on, have, have a little little pantheon of corn snake demons. You know what I mean? Pantherophis um, pantheon. Oh, my God, the pantheon. I like pantheon. that. That sounds really good. I feel like Joe's going to get off of his rollerblades and join us, right? A little Joe, <laughs> Joe Phelan action, just going to hop on it, do a little backflip, jump in. I just... mean, he's pretty. he's a pretty fun guy. I've done a couple podcasts with him, too. Yeah, I got to hang out with him in real life. It was, it was pretty fun. He's, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, uh, he's a really nice guy. But, no, maybe we do a little Pantherophis Pantheon, and we ask some questions and, you know, go That'd live. Just say a little AMA, a little Reddit, you know what I mean? Uh, sure. And we could even like we could link up in a Discord or something, and everybody could talk. Or I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What I have no idea that. how those work. I've okay, heard of them. But, uh, I don't know anything <laughs> about them. <laughs> Just don't work, Tom. But, Never yeah. mind then. <laughs> awesome guys. Well, this has been a fun episode. We I think we covered a ton of subjects, and then we really hit the motley and stripe. So I appreciate it, guys. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll try to see what we're gonna do for ten. Oh, there he goes. We're gonna try to see what we do for ten. We'll make it happen. Two for ten, right. I guess. Froze? Nope. All right. Well, everyone have a good evening. Chris kicked himself out. Yep. So. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.